It's a roughly 270. You know, I had those numbers in my head, though. Wasn't that yeah. impressive? Yeah. If Andrew Yang wasn't trying to give people money, they wouldn't call him a Democrat. No. If the UBI was not on his thing, they would not even be calling him a Democrat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's because, like you said, even if people are unwilling to have that job there, then it's your responsibility to pick up and move somewhere where they will take the fucking job. Yeah. Or make the job better so that they'll take it. Welcome to the salt of the streets. Coming at you every week with this food for thought. Hope you're ready to eat. With everything going on in this nation, we need some information. And that's why salt need to be stationed in your rotation. With real talk and real topics, real people, real problems. Think we need some help to solve them and leave it up to Colin and the Donovan. Cause that's the and just like a red, white, and blue phoenix rising from the ashes of political bipartisanship, we are back to Salt of the Streets podcast. This is Saturday. She is. Uh, fucking August 10th, 1119 p.m. Episode 66. <laughs> I didn't do it this time. Welcome back, everybody, to the Salt of the Streets podcast, your one and only source for social and political commentary on all the weekly news, pop culture, and sports that you can handle. And the best part about the whole deal is it's built from the ground up for people like you and me. So come down and join us as we discuss life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and continue our endless efforts to bridge the gap between people and information. As always, we are your hosts. I'm Colin. I'm Donovan. And coming up on this week's show, we've got a lot to talk about. Obviously, the shootings that took place uh, last weekend. We're going to be talking a little uh, immigration raids and... Mississippi. Yeah, and Mississippi. Mississippi. Out of all places. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just going to kind of be a free-for-all. There's going to be a lot of topics touched kind of through and in the immigration and the, and the gun stuff and... So we're going to get into all that. But uh, before we do any of that, uh, we're going to continue the uh, conversation that we just cut off from the pre-show. About nihilism. About nihilism and being involved in the world of politics and social issues and all that good stuff. Today, this just in, newsflash, today is Ecuador's Independence Day. And so this there you go. Does this speak to the independence breakup from Greater Colombia into Ecuador, Colombia, and Venezuela? I'm I'm looking for I'm calling the uh, lifeline to the audience, but either way, I'm going to look into that because I need to know from the Spaniards, 1533. Shit. So this is the Bolivar Revolution, Simon Bolivar. We think so. All right. Well, I'm going to look that wow. up because I feel terrible, the fact that I'm married to an Ecuadorian, and I don't know all the history about Ecuadorian Independence Day. Is it as big a deal in Ecuador as it is here? Yeah. Mm. It was. I mean, if it was a revolution, then I imagine it was just as armed and savage as it was here. So oh, yeah. That's what's up. People big tend time. to remember savage things like that when it when it leads to the freedom of their country, you know? Yeah. It's kind of important. Yeah. You uh, shed a lot of blood into... Oh, word. Yeah. Okay. That's what's up. Yeah, I mm-hmm. bet that uh, that VE day is a pretty big deal over in Europe, you know? Oh, imagine. I can only imagine. <laughs> I, I gotta imagine. <laughs> and VJ day is kind of like, everyone's like, what? what's that? Isn't that just the end of World War II? Well, not really. Kind of. Not really. I loved talking to Isaiah last week about, um, about the Pacific and just like, just the different theaters in World War II and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that's so fucking interesting. So good. And just all the different tiny islands that people are on, you know, it's so weird that 
like that Lecky was on four separate islands in his time. You know, yeah. Super weird. Just super island weird. hopping, man. There was, yeah. And there was a shit ton of them, too. Right. I, Carolina brought me home a new book to read the other day. It's called Hero of the Empire. Word. And it's, uh, it's all about uh, young Winston Churchill. Uh, oh. Going through like the Boer Wars and stuff like that coming yeah. up and haven't started yet, but it's going to, it looks phenomenal. That's really funny that you got that because I started asking for books about FDR Ooh, in the last like you. two weeks. So that's really funny that we're, we're just like on opposite sides of the war right now. That's really oh. funny. Okay. So, um, where Nihilism. did we leave off? So, yeah, in the pre-show, we were talking about me and and Dax oh, and, and yes. you know us making it and stuff like that. And so it had, I had kind of brought up the point that on Carolina's birthday, we were out at having some sushis and shasimis and uh, had <laughs> deep cut letter Kenner, letter Kenny reference. Um, but we had a great conversation and we started talking about just you know her end of being a creator on Twitch versus our end on the podcast and just the two different mediums and all this. And, it, you know, this was, of course, after the shootings took place. And so there's this this question in my mind that I spoke a little bit about in that little audio piece um, where I start to kind of question the amount of people, the sheer volume of people forcibly involved in this, in the the issue debates and the idea debates and the political debates. Yeah. Who 20 years ago before the advent of social media and all this was really, you know, before it all really took hold, people probably just didn't pay attention to any of it if they didn't want to. 20 years ago, you think? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. 20, 25, whatever. A different era, right? Well, so um, Colbine happened in 99, you know, and that was like – like the biggest, you know, was obviously like the biggest school shooting at the time. And I think one of the larger mass shootings in America mm-hmm. at the time, if not the largest. Um, and I mean, this kind of stuff has been brewing since probably, yeah. even, probably since the sixties, probably. So I think it's, it's the advent of like entertainment news. Yeah. It's kind of really started, I think during the sixties, seventies, eighties and really matured and has evolved to what we see, you know, this monster we see today. But I think the sheer volume of people that are now forcibly involved in all the rhetoric and the, the talk and all this stuff is it's not everybody's built to handle this stuff and 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 deal with it on a daily basis. And yeah. I think it drives a lot of people fucking insane. For sure. And so certainly, I started to question to depression and anxiety, like oh, we we're yeah. talking about, if not absolute insanity, certainly to the I mean, the amount of people that you know, would tell you that they have social anxiety is probably fucking quadruple what it was even just 15 years ago. You know, oh, yeah. the people that are like, oh, I just don't even like going to the mall because I don't like being surrounded by that many people. We went and saw Toy Story 4 last night. Um, literally the only two people in the theater. Really? But I, I love re- that. I hear something and I, I'm watching the fucking entryway constantly. It's just it's what I've done since the was it the Aurora, Colorado yeah. theater shooting? Yes, yeah, so yeah, it's something I've done ever since then. So you when know what I mean, the last time we went to the movies, I brought my gun with me, but didn't carry it in because there was a sign on the door that said no guns, right? And then yeah. last week I went to the sheriff station and I was like, hey, so let me ask you a couple of questions because I'm confused about what I've read on the Attorney General website. So I asked, I was like what's the deal with stadiums, right? Like it's, it's unclear to me on there. It says they can make their own rules, but then it also talks about concealed carry. Like, so I'm not sure what the deal is. And there was a cop who was in there at the time. And he was like, 
you cannot carry in a stadium. They don't even like for us to carry in a stadium. He's like, they don't like it. Like, they'll let us do it because we're police officers, but we don't do it because it's a hassle. It's just a fucking problem, you know? It's like, they don't like it at all. He said, so what about, because on all the forums and stuff online, so I told him, I said, I know that's not a good place to get information. That's why I'm here to ask. Mm-hmm. But, like, they're talking about the validity of different no-gun signs on private businesses. That You know, for it to be legal, it has to have it in English and Spanish, or it has to be on every door, or, you know, whatever. It has to be this big. I was like, what's the deal? And he said, technically, none of those are legally binding. Mm-hmm. So you can conceal carry or open carry your weapon anywhere you want that is not a federal building, a state building, some type of school, gun-free zone, or a bar, a weed store, somewhere that's 21 plus. So you can legally carry your gun wherever you want. It's a corporate policy that if you're doing it and they don't want you to, they can ask you to leave, at which point you're trespassing. He said, but also if you're concealed carrying, no one should know anyway if you're doing it properly. So yeah. it shouldn't be a problem, you know? I said, so the only risk that I run is if someone does happen to notice that I'm carrying a gun and whatever private, you know, interaction we're going to have. So that's the only problem I need to worry about. And he said, yes. So – I because I told him I said we went to the movies and I didn't carry my gun because of this sign but I didn't mm-hmm. want to because of the fucking Aurora shooting you know I said yep. that makes me uncomfortable you know and then every time I someone is getting up I'm watching them because I don't know what's going to happen you know like I don't like that you know and me I neither. don't there's also restrictions on like music festivals like you can't carry a gun in a music festival you know which I don't like the fucking motherfucker the garlic festival cut his way through the fence to bring in a rifle you know yep. And I, when I was talking, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you, but when I was talking to Casey about it, I said, I don't like the idea that if I've gone through the background check, the certification to get my concealed carry permit, I don't get to carry my weapon there. So I understand why you wouldn't want people to open carry there because they're just, people can see it somewhere. Oh, yeah. There's a whole deal. But if people don't know that you're carrying because you're concealed carrying properly, why the fuck should I not be able to carry my weapon with me? It's like that, that's bullshit. Like that, I'm not okay with that, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially in the idea of something like the Las Vegas shooting where someone can be in a building next door and fucking kill 59 people just because they're there. Oh, like yeah. that's, like I don't like that. You know, that doesn't make me comfortable and want to go and spend my money at fucking <laughs> Bumbershoot or any of that shit. Because I can't fucking carry my gun there and try and protect my family. You know, like, I don't like that at all. And I think you touched on it beforehand, but that aspect of the thing that you kind of didn't even know, you kind of knew you would get it, but you really didn't know the feeling now of being able to basically be able to defend yourself in positions that you never used to be able to before, right? And to have that removed from you after doing all this work to get to that point of right. inner security and safety for your fr- your family and your friends and even your the members of your own community have that stripped away from you definitely a new understanding of people making the argument of they're trying to take my gun away you know like i don't and i'm sure there's a whole slew of people who think that's stupid you know mm-hmm. if you don't want a gun you're going to think that's stupid because i thought it was stupid before and now that i have one that i carry with me to protect myself not because it's fucking fun or cool you know i do enjoy going shooting but the intent of me getting my concealed pistol license and buying a pistol was to protect myself and my family that's why i carry it with me that's why i have it with me so for some Someone to, like you said, to not allow me to do that. It makes me uncomfortable, you know? Mm-hmm. I was listening. I meant to get it some pre-show. Fucking Pod Save America earlier this week I was oh, listening to, right? And one of those so dudes bad. on there, I was disgusted with this guy, right? On a personal level because he was like, he's like, we're at a place where I'm a grown white man in America. He may have not have said white, right? He, but he said, I'm a grown man in America. And when I go somewhere, I have to make sure that I know where all the exits are. Oh, because, yeah. Because I can't, I didn't even, because of whatever, you know, and I, and I'm so paranoid that I didn't want my wife to go to the mall because I was just so paranoid. 
And, you know, there's nothing that I can do. Okay, defend yourself, you fucking pussy. Like, why are you being such a little bitch? I don't, you don't have to own a gun. Take a fucking self-defense class. Do something. You don't need to be subjected to whatever the fuck is going on around you with no ability to affect the situation. That's bullshit. You're a fucking grown-ass person. Learn to defend yourself. You're a grown, like, you're a grown fuck? adult United States citizen who has the right to be able to do so- things like you that have to protect the right. yourself you have the right to bear arms buy a gun you don't want to carry a gun take a fucking karate class <laughs> defend yourself motherfucker take a boxing a boxing class something what the fuck but take I a mean, fucking running class learn how to run faster bitch like i don't are you kidding me i don't i was like you've got to be joking me you do i think need to understand and I, your point is incredibly valid, and I am a hundred percent on your side on this. But the argument can be made that a citizen living in the United States shouldn't have to feel like they need to protect themselves at all times. Otherwise, why do we pay all this money towards police and FBI and all these different things? Because the like we should can't have be a everywhere. yes, they can't, and I understand that. But there is a a hair of we trying to get topped off. There's a hair of you know validity to what he's feeling certainly certainly. a a hair right and it's going to be totally subjective for everybody and but if you really want to if you really want to be in a position where you are more control of your own destiny then obviously the way to do it is to own own a firearm that you can protect yourself with or like i said at least take a self-defense class you know something take some type of something so that you don't have to just sit and hide you know, you know that you can try and run. And if something happens, you run into someone, you can try and do something. You know, I just don't the it was like the lack of responsibility for your own safety, you know, mm-hmm. like because it's certainly the police are there, but the police cannot be everywhere all the time, you know? Yeah. And You're, I'm not OK with like choosing, allowing yourself to just to be a victim in a situation where you have control to not be the victim. It doesn't make right? sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I would never want to focus that way if there's things I can do to mitigate the risk. Yeah. You know, obviously, it's 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 different for everybody, and you everybody wants to do the things that fit within their ethical and moral code. You know, I mean, like, Morgan, for example, is not going to go out and get a concealed carry right. license and buy a right. pistol. She's just not going Certainly. to. Certainly. But... She has surrounded herself with friends and family now. That <laughs> She's around all, the right people. <laughs> yeah. Which and there's there's logical reasoning to that. I mean, obviously you don't get married to somebody because they carry a gun. Right. But there are perks sometimes to marrying into kind of a rednecky woodsy family. You know what I mean? Especially if you're from the city. This is not at all how I like my opinion of Morgan. This is just like an offshoot idea I had. So I just don't want her to listen to this and be like, what a fucking prick. Right? Like, because it's not, but I've had a, a, I don't even want to say a similar thought. I've had a different thought about like dogs, you know, Mm -hmm. like dogs are so cute because the cutest dogs get picked every time, you know, like that's the cutest puppies go first and they're going to go to good homes because they're going to be cute dogs most of the time, you know? And so, like animals have adapted from being vicious and mean looking to being cute and little because they're going to get taken care of. Like they're going to have a good place to live, you know? And so, like I said, it's not me saying like, Oh, well, Morgan's really cute because then she gets picked by a family that's going to protect her. Like, oh, that's yeah. not, yeah. that's not what I'm <laughs> saying, but it's like, 
there are different styles and different adaptions that people make to, to pre- protect themselves and feel safe in their situations, yeah. you know? And that's even though, like Morgan said, she didn't like that when she first met Jake, that she said, I think that she almost left when she found that out, but stayed, you know, and mm-hmm. is obviously happy with the situation that she's in now. And it's a good side effect that she's somewhere surrounded by people who can defend her you know i think she talked about it on the podcast that one day but she found herself in that situation once where she wished she was with somebody right and lo and behold it was like you know at least you're just a phone call away at that point you know it's just there's still a lot of extra security that can come from stuff like that even if you are somebody that personally chooses not to go down that path for whatever reason right and it's so there's a lot of different ways that you can do that but to kind of get back to the story that I was starting to tell, right, from the pre-show, um, one of the things that kind of affects me these days and gets me thinking every now and again about what we do on the podcast is, and our general goal of reaching people and trying to get more and more people kind of almost to reduce the, the apathy in society about being involved in politics, right? Because as a... You know, a responsible citizen is an, an informed citizen, right? It's, it's the foundation for a good republic, for a good democracy, you know, all this good stuff. Yeah. But a part of me wonders if there's a decent amount of the population in the country that are not built to mentally handle staying in as informed as you should. Right. And that that kind of desire and need that you hear from the media about how important this is and all these, you know, the rhetoric that's thrown around every everywhere. Right. And this is probably a good segue for us to get into some of this stuff, but it's not come from all sides for the most part. I mean, whether you're listening to PSA guys was sometimes it creeps in in NPR and, you know, any political commentary that you're hearing from anywhere. Right. There's always this, this us versus them mentality. Yeah. And it's getting worse and worse and worse in today's world. And I almost I almost feel guilty for trying to pull people into that world. Well, and you shouldn't because I think that you're right. Um, we do do that a lot on our own personal social medias, mm-hmm. um, which you can find us at Salt of the Street on, on Twitter uh, and at Alpaca underscore Don on Instagram and Colin is at Big Bird Offy on both of those things. Salt of the Streets.com for everything. Salt of the Streets Instagram, Salt of the Streets YouTube. Um, but we do a lot of that stuff on our own social media We're because mm-hmm. we follow all kinds of people that we agree with, we don't agree with, you know, that we'll take them and comment, tweet their shit and be like, you're lying. This is not true because of this, you know, this is disingenuous because of this. We both did that a lot, especially during the last debate, you know, yep. on the second night, we were both live tweeting for at least the second half, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, I mean you can true, see, you know, 90% of why I follow this guy. I don't know. Yeah. Stephen Miller. God damn, Stephen Miller. Oh, he's so shit, atrocious. He was the one that sent that uh, that tweet with the Hillary Clinton after um, Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. You know, it was a it was a meme of three different pictures, right? And the first one was Hillary Clinton sitting there on her phone, looking at it, going like really, really concerned. And you flip over, and it's a news feed of you know Jeffrey Epstein. Kills himself by suicide, and then the next picture is her sitting there, like laughing, like ah ha ha ha. Oh Jesus! It's like, dude, bro, come on, buddy. That guy is in charge of our immigration policy. Just so you guys know, 
he, yeah, I do with the president a lot too in the morning because he, him, and I wake up about the, about same, the time. same time. Except um, he lives on the East Coast. Yeah, it's really weird. So he's up super early, but he's tweeting when I'm up at four. Yep. Um, and he's you know going on about whatever he's going on about, and so there's a lot of times where I'm sitting on the toilet before I get in the shower tweeting the president like you're a fucking liar dude like this is not (laughs) true this is patently false like and if you would stop doing this you'd be in a better place you know it's it's bad news all around it is but i think i mean there is there's something major going on on a societal level i think there's you know and it's and it's not just like the political rhetoric that's one aspect of it and yeah. it's being force fed i mean it's being shoved in everyone's faces all the time and they're using you know racist bigoted fucking nazi you know concentration using all of this extreme language yeah which doesn't it just makes things worse for everybody that's trying to wade their way through this toxic bog of bullshit well, that's like very uh, whichever reporter was. I think it was on MSNBC that said that President Trump was trying to execute Hispanics, you know, or exterminate Hispanics. Exterminate. And then later that day, like, had to come out and recant that. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean to like, yeah. say that. I don't know how you accidentally say that the president is trying to exterminate an entire race of people, you know? I don't know how that benefits anybody. The teleprompter for, they're for reading off to, of is pretty black and white, literally. I don't, I don't know how it benefits anybody for you to say that the president of our country is, try, is trying to exterminate a race of people Mm-mm. when we don't have any evidence for that. And I, f- you know? I think I figured out, because there's been a lot of a lot of this term used lately, but I think it's it's an attempt at segregation. This is a... You know, what's playing out right now is feeding into a political segregation of the country along stupid fucking lines where we all agree on 90% of most things. Yeah. And it's the 10% of issues that are in the upfront news every single day being talked about in extreme terms in the presidential debates. And you're just, you're further, further dividing everybody. Right. If by just sticking to these points and insisting that if if the left doesn't agree with the right and the right doesn't agree with the left, that then they're fascists. They're both terrible, right? They're both fascists. They're both trying to overthrow democracy. They're both the end of times. They're going to be a civil war. This whole nonsense. It's just it's just a bunch of nonsense. But you combine that with a complete lack of social fabric in communities. A you know, a completely oppressive working environment in today's modern world where people are working. I don't care if Ben Shapiro thinks that people aren't working. They're working less hours and making more money. Do you remember that from a few months ago? So Some, stupid. Yeah. It's, yeah, they might be working less hours, but they're also having to work multiple jobs on a lot of occasions. I had I mean, someone tell me once that, that the unemployment rate was so low because people had more than one job. I said, I said, so. You realize that they count the unemployment rate by the population, not by the amount of jobs that are occupied, correct? Of course, people have more than one job. You're not double – like, you're not extra employed. You don't count twice in the unemployment rate because you have more than one job. No. That's not how it works. You count once if you file for unemployment. You're one – that's what I'm saying. I was like, no, they, they qualify by the amount of people versus how many people are collecting unemployment. 
That yep. is what the unemployment rate is. You and after get- a while, if that tap gets cut off and you can't collect anymore, well, guess what? You you might you as well a have a job. Yeah. That's it's so disingenuous, though. It's, those are the it's, same. It's people, all the disingenuous arguments. Those are the same people that will say that. Oh well, I hate when I see people buy alcohol with their food stamps. You know, like oh well, you you certainly can't buy alcohol with your food stamps. You can go to the store and you can buy alcohol and groceries and pay for your groceries and food stamps and your alcohol with money, yeah. and then you're an asshole because you shouldn't. We, that's a whole. That's a whole, like a different people personal yeah. thing. Like I can I can judge that maybe you shouldn't be fucking buying alcohol and drinking and doing whatever when you you know don't have money for groceries, right? Yeah, and there's. But that's not really my fucking business. It's a personal prejudice that I can carry with me. But that's your own life choices that will or will not benefit you in the future. You know? Yeah. But you, it is literally impossible for you to purchase alcohol or marijuana or even cooked food from the deli in a store with your food stamps. Like the way that it's done now, you you slide your card. Because on a card, it's not pieces of paper anymore. You don't have like fucking actual stamps and shit to turn in for certain things you buy at the store. There's a card with an X amount of dollars on it mm-hmm. that you slide. Takes off all the things you can pay for with your food stamps. And then the rest of the shit is left there. You cannot buy food that is already cooked. You cannot buy alcohol. You cannot buy fucking any of you know cigarettes none of that shit like you can't do that no you know it's you can pay for everything but those yes and then it will not it literally will not pay for those things the system in all of these stores will if a store accepts ebt the system they have will not pay for those things it doesn't allow it. That's how they accept EBT. It's, it's a smart it's so program. It's kind of it's, it's so kind of fucking amazing. frustrating. Like having grown up using food stamps to hear people be like, "Oh, well, they're just buying alcohol and shit with it." Yeah, there's a certain amount of people that buy candy and soda and shit with their food stamps. Like, well, maybe you should buy healthier shit because that's not good for you, and your money will go farther if you buy healthier shit for you. But again, that's my own fucking like. I don't think you should be doing that, but that's not really my fucking business. You know, if you want to eat candy and shit and you want to feed your kids candy and just fucking soda all the time, that's on you, man. Like, I don't, that's, that's fine, but it is, it is, it is still a free country. Yep. Whether or not you, you but know, fuck, hear dude. that on the mainstream media, but, but fuck, it's so frustrating. And that's yeah. a common, that's a common, very, very common misconception. So common. You, I hear that all the fucking time. Just like the misconception about the, the Rand, uh, Roundup lawsuits for Monsanto. Yeah. That particular in this area we're really privy to because the a lot of the timber industry uses it to help cut down on, you know, the the, the underbrush and, yeah. Yeah, and stuff like that, which serves its purpose, but it also happens to be highly carcinogenic and yeah. gives people fucking cancer because that's <clears throat> that's there's proven science to this. This is also kind of the reason like the impossible burgers and a lot of this pea protein based fake meat is also really not good for you because the pesticides they use are pretty hardcore carcinogens as well. And a portion of that makes its way into the end product and boom. Now you know, you think you're being the healthiest you can possibly be by not by eating a meat substitute. And here you are probably poisoning yourself. Yeah. And that's going to be another lawsuit that's going to come down a big class action probably over the next 10 years as it becomes more and more prevalent, I bet. Um. I forget the fucking tangent I was going off of, but um, the heated rhetoric. Oh, the yeah, the social fabric falling apart from the country. Like, oh, and it's not like 
when when you hear the social fabric, right? You hear about the f- social fabric of America being por- torn apart by mm-hmm. leftists or whatever the the narrative. The conservative commentary like to use that a lot, and they're referring more along the lines of the Judeo Christian style, you know, family values and you know the kind of values. yeah, which. In one context, in one frame, that is indeed correct. But those values also transfer into a more secular family and stuff like that. It's it's the being involved with your community, being involved with you know, and your neighbors and your friends, and caring about your actual local community and yeah. the stores that pop, all that stuff. That's deteriorating for you know a part of its e-commerce, a part of it's just the the fact that we're more and more socially moving towards an online platform where we spend so much more time and effort trying to fulfill our social needs on social media versus out in the community. Yeah. You know, we talked about the the work thing, the, you know, the the diets we eat these days, the overwhelming stress and anxiety and depression that we all have, the problem we have with pharmaceutical drugs. We're a heavily medicated society. And all of this stuff goes, I think, it all pushes us Towards this breaking point, we're all on a, a very, you know, we're at the, we're burning the candle at both ends mm-hmm. societally, and we're getting close to a, a, a collision point. I think, and something. I don't want to be the the doom and gloom pessimist, you know, and <laughs> saying something bad's going to happen. But I, if this continues on the path that we're on, I don't see anything but bad things coming. Which I think it's. It's really important to stress, and I think it's great that your mom, Kathy, kind of gave us this challenge with the 22 good deeds to do out in the community and stuff like that. Because we don't do that anymore. Nobody does that stuff anymore. Every now and again, it'll be like a viral video where people pay for the person behind them's order in fucking Starbucks or something. And it'll last for like a day. And everybody's like, oh, wow. There's still hope in society. That's one anecdotal incident well and it's it's only stuff like uh like the fucking the ice bucket challenge you know and shit like mm-hmm. that that people get on i did because, that because it's videos and i'm sure you didn't do it for this reason but the reason that caught on and maybe this is the pessimistic view right but i don't feel like the reason that caught on is because people were so like exposed to als that they wanted to donate to it it's because that there were videos that people were putting online and now you're making a video that people are going to see and they're going to retweet and shit because you did something that they're like, oh, and it's also for ALS because of whatever, you know? Yeah. And it's like... Yeah, there's definitely a lot of people that do that. And that's We did she, the ALS you know? thing because my aunt had ALS and and obviously died from it. So yeah. we did it as a family. It was kind of you know super rednecky. Right. We uh, took the bucket of the John Deere tractor we have, filled <laughs> it up with bags of ice, and then filled it up with a hose. We all sat underneath it. My dad sat in the back and lifted it up and fucking dumped That's it on all really of us. That's really funny. It was really good. Uh, there, the video's got to be around somewhere. Oh, I'm we sure. We've got to find it. Yeah, we, we need to be putting that out. Yeah, because that, that was fun. Yeah, we'll just we'll just sign and get a little waiver for everyone. But yeah, that is a thing, though. Just People just jumping on board just to, I mean, in the hopes maybe of going viral or building up notoriety or something. Yeah. yeah it's the fucking online world we live in. And I think the, the failure of individuals to be able to separate kind of that other world and the real world in which they actually live and work in is getting worse and worse and worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then I think that 
probably a good enough segue to launch into. We want to hit the immigration raids first. Um, yeah, because that will be a, a it'll be a quicker topic. Yeah, because um, it's pretty it's pretty kind of dry, right? So last week I don't have a date. Um, there was a series of immigration raids in Mississippi, I believe, on seven different food processing factories there, um, because the companies were accused of hiring. Illegal immigrants or people that were not like didn't have not did not have documentation to work in America, right? And so they mm-hmm. arrested, detained six hundred and eighty people, yep. and then released two hundred and seventy of them. Um, well, so let me say this first because after they arrested the six hundred eighty people, there is this wave of videos online of of the people's children, you know, who like their parents are gone and now they're out of school and shit. And, oh, and there's no one to pick them up. Yeah. Too. Horrible, horrible shit. Um, of, you know, kids waiting at, there was like a gym that all these kids were at that they were, you know, they're waiting for their Bunch parents. That, spots. Yeah. And volunteers are coming to pick them up and try and take them home and stuff like that. Um, and so then 270 of these people that were arrested, these immigrants that were arrested are, Release because of because they have children that don't have any other place to go, right? And yeah, they call them tender age children, and, and it's supposed yeah. to be basically from the age of five and below. And there was a number of people that weren't arrested on that day because they like were pregnant or were nursing nursing mothers, or like, there was a series mm-hmm. of different reasons that they weren't arrested, um, but were on the list of people that were undocumented workers and. So in between the time that these people are arrested and the parents are released, right, there's obviously all these reports about how horrible it is that, you know, they're being arrested and like all this shit, which is obviously true, right? So so that in itself is pretty cut and dry. And then there was a letter that was written, I think, by three different congressmen, one of them being Elijah Cummings and two other congressmen, to uh, the director of – of border control and then one other person who I don't remember and asking if these companies were going to be tried for having hired illegal workers. And I don't believe there's been any word out since then, but the intent stated by Kevin McAleenan, who is the head of border, 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 border patrol, patrol, Jesus Christ, said that they intend to, to prosecute these companies. Like three of the factories or processing plants are owned by one dude. Um, it goes by Victor. He was an Asian guy. I don't remember what his real name is, mm-hmm. but he goes by Victor. And so I got the actual numbers here, right? There you go. So, um, there was almost, almost 700 people. Um, and 342 of those detained were from the Coke Foods. So that's owned by the Coke brothers. Coke brothers. Um, and PH Foods facility in Martin, Mississippi. 252. From the PECO plant in Canton Bay Springs and Sebastopol, and 86 were from the Pearl River Foods in Carthage. Um, And so that was only six factories, right? So this kind of was interesting to me because they did raid seven plants, right? Yes. But one of them had no workers in it. And so I don't know if maybe these raids took place on a Sunday over the weekend and maybe that was, you know, some of these companies hold the quote unquote family values thing where they get yeah, yeah. Sundays is always a family day. Most Subaru dealerships car, <laughs> like car dealers around here. Yeah. yeah. That's Most very of them interesting. Are. And they, they pride themselves on that because is that's it because family Subaru day. Subaru is a Japanese company. Is Subaru, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. And so that's probably why. 
That's very interesting. But yeah, it's it's really interesting, man. And they go through. I didn't know it was a Subaru thing. I knew that it was a car dealership thing around here, but I didn't because it absolutely is the Subaru dealership in Gorst that yep. their commercials say that they're closed on Sunday for Family Day. The, so, and the I Subaru think, dealership in Long Island that I bought my car from. Yeah, same deal. And I think most of the ones in West Hills are like that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but those there's like Honda and shit like that. But it's the Subaru one that says it on their commercial every time. That's very. I did not. That's so funny. That for. That's very interesting. And so. This is a uh, a report from NBC News who I think had some of the best coverage on this yeah. um, because they were able to get in and talk to a couple ICE officials about some of the, like, the concerns they had about the families, right? And some yes. of the steps that they, they kind of took to help mitigate some of these problems. And so some of the parents of young children were released and it was about 30 people released from their workplace after doing this. And uh, yeah, there's like a little... The little Nat tiny thing. fruit fly. Yeah. I hate those things. Um, so some some of them were released. Um, they were allowed to make a phone call once they were detained, and the idea was that officials hoped that they would be calling a another parent or neighbors or someone that could provide for their child while they're being arrested. Yeah. Um, there was over 270 of the parents that were released quickly, and that over was due to their okay. yeah. Um, it's a roughly. 270. You know, I had those numbers in my head, though. Wasn't that yeah. impressive? That's, yeah, I can't do that. I yeah. got I to gotta leave articles up. I got to – it's a weird thing, you know? I don't – I'm pretty good at dumping other shit to mm-hmm. make room for shit. <laughs> and they also notified certain schools that the raids were going to be underway to give the schools heads oh, up okay. that some of these kids would not be going home to parents. <laughs> well, I guess that's what's up. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> and then they, they list some things, and I thought this was interesting, that they did not do. So this is things that the that ICE did not do that obviously um, NBC News thinks they should have. Yeah. And this is they did not notify Child Protective Services, which you'd think <laughs> you're going to have a wave of children that don't have parents in the country anymore. So just prepare for that or that's, any legal guardianship yeah, whatsoever. That's really shitty. Um, they didn't tell the schools in advance. Uh, I guess a lot of these um, yeah. they did not guarantee that every child went home to a house with a guardian. Obviously. They also obviously didn't verify before this that they're okay. So that's so that's the factual part, right? Yeah, the, that's and the factual part. Now there's the whole wave of articles coming about how fucking terrible this is, right? Personally, I do think it's fucking terrible. I because the thing I think is terrible about it is that there's I don't remember what I was listening to, but the focus seems to have shifted away from. Um, criminals and drug dealers, which is what Trump is talking about all the time. You know, drug mm-hmm. dealers, gangbangers, rapists, fucking whatever, right? To just people who are here working illegally, right? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I've talked a thousand times probably about it's the shitty fact of the matter. And people, I'm sure if we get famous, people will hate me for saying this, but I'm going to continue to say it for the rest of my fucking life. The fact of the matter is if you're here illegally, you stand to be arrested at a certain point in time. Mm-hmm. The That's just the reality of being here illegally. That's not me saying you shouldn't fucking be here. I don't want you here. That's, that is the fact of being here illegally without documentation. You stand to be arrested and deported at pretty much any fucking moment in time. Yep. Do I think the focus should be if you're working in a factory – Probably paying – I mean, I guess you're not paying taxes if you're not fucking – you know, I, I don't even know, right? Who knows? However the fuck it's working. If Do I think that you should be top priority if you're working and actively not breaking the laws and just paying to live here? No. I don't think you should be a priority for being hunted down by fucking – and hunted – I don't – hunted down is bad, right? Being sought by ICE and then arrested yeah. and deported, right? Because they're not hunting you down. You're an illegal immigrant who they find out that you're here. You stand to get arrested, right? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think this should be the focus, right? 
But it's also an unfortunate shitty reality that based on the administration that's in power at the time, you stand to be gone after or under a a tighter microscope than a certain other community of, of illegal immigrants, right? I don't know why it is that they're focusing on people who are here working instead of people who are here breaking the fucking laws, right? Seems really weird. I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. not going to say that it's because the president is racist because that seems like a really big leap to me, you know? It does. But his whole thing his, has been immigration and the economy, right? The economy is doing well. People don't want to give it to him because he won't Maybe. acknowledge that it's that it's a trend carried through Obama, right? The fact still remains it's doing well under Trump. Whether or not it started under Obama doesn't fucking matter. It's no. still doing well under Trump when people said it was going to tank and America was going to go to shit. Right? Yeah, the, the overall American economy, right? The the national economy, the, the current president in power has some sway over which kind of direction it goes. But right. for the most part, the thing that drives the economy is not the executive. Um, it's himself. I mean, he has right. – Obviously, President Trump has shown us that the executive branch now, and the executive in particular, has a lot more sway when it comes to international trade. Right. Somehow, how that's possible—that's a whole other conversation. But <laughs> you know, the fact that his his economy—it's not really his economy. Right. He—it's—it's it's our economy, and yes, the economy is seemingly doing okay the fed did just lower interest rates again right we talked about um, that last yeah, week yeah and but there is some last week the fucking stock market did fucking tank last week as well yeah. because the the trade war in china is, is right. really starting to pick up it's really going to start to – we're probably going to actually start to feel it in our everyday right. consumption of products. I actually have a list here. Keep going. I have a list of things that – I don't know how I went from immigration to We're talking <laughs> to about the policy. economy. So but, we were talking about it because because the reason that this is being so heavily focused because it doesn't need to talk about the economy because mm-hmm. objectively it's doing well, right? Mm-hmm. Regardless of whether it started under him or continued under Obama, which it did, right? That's the fact of the matter. Mm-hmm. The trend has continued from the Obama administration, right? It's still doing well under Trump, right? So he doesn't need to talk about that. He has to hammer on immigration because he's not building the wall like he yes, says he is, there right? We go. He's talking about it all the time, but it's not happening like he says he is, right? No. And everyone knows that. That's why he's talking about it. He's got to hammer on immigration because he's got to get people the fuck out because that's what he keeps talking about. Hammering on people who are here. You shouldn't be here. You're taking jobs. You're doing what the fuck ever. Hammering on it. That's why he's hitting so hard, right? Yeah. Whether or not it's correct, because again, I don't agree with it. I'm pretty sure you don't agree with it on the focus nope. of what's going on here, right? The shitty, again, the shitty reality is that you do stand to be deported if you are here, if you are here illegally, right? Mm-hmm. Again, the focus is really weird, super backwards that there's raids on factories that are being done. You know, not that it shouldn't be a problem because these companies shouldn't be breaking the law either. You know, Period. you should be hiring people who who are legally in America who are citizens here. You should have those jobs, right? Yep. That's that's how you can get a job without a social security number. I don't. They're I don't doing know. it because they're not using the. They found that specifically these companies owned by the guy Victor, the Asian guy. They're not using the e-verify system, which you have to scan someone through, which tells you whether or not they're legal to work here, right? Mm-hmm. So they're he is going to be prosecuted for not using the federal e-verify system to verify these people's social security numbers or lack of there are actually legitimate, right? So that is how they're getting around it. They're just not fully documenting these people in their like federal taxes. So they got to be fucking with their taxes too if they're not fully verifying all these people. You oh, know? yeah. I mean, so, I can only imagine that these 
corporations are going to get hit pretty heavily about Especially this. Especially under a president like Trump. Who is so focused on companies and paying their fair? I mean, you talk you know whether you want about the corporate taxes, whatever the fuck you know. Mm-hmm. But he's he's talking about companies all the time. He's focused on companies, you know. So if you got people who are hiring people who are illegal immigrants, which is one of his biggest focus, I would imagine this is going to be prosecuted, right? So I think it's a little bit disingenuous for all of these different media sources to be like, oh well, no charges have been introduced, and they're really difficult to do, like. Listen, man, if he's willing to try and get a citizenship question on the fucking on the hmm. census, I think he's probably going to try and take these companies for a lot of fucking money, especially if this guy is breaking the laws, you know? Yeah. I got to imagine that's going to Especially happen. when he looks he's going to look at it from a a bottom line point. Yeah. There is going to be fines and penalties and, you know, back taxes and all this stuff that he wants to to bring in. Yep. And honestly, he has every right to do it. But I mean, you look at a factory like I mean, these factories are all chicken processing plants from what I've been reading, right? Super shitty fucking job. Terrible job. There's a reason that, you know, in these six factories, there was, you know, what we say, almost 700 people that were caught up in this raid. I don't want to work in a a chicken processing plant. There's a reason that they're working there. Yeah. There is, you know, and you could probably, you'd have to dig deep into their employment history and their, you know, that whole thing to try to figure out if... If they're being underpaid or if they're paying taxes on the paychecks, if they're just getting paid cash on the table. Or Which just, I'm sure we'll find out when these yeah, when these when the investigations come up. Yeah. But uh, at the end of the day, you got a an entire workforce that is doing a job that probably most people don't want to do. I don't want to do it. Obviously. I don't. And they're doing it. For whatever money they're getting paid for. Probably not minimum wage. I, maybe minimum wage. Yeah, you know? and I just don't see the problem in – give these people a court date. Give them – you know, show up at your court date. Prove that you've been here for X amount of time. You haven't committed crimes. You're living in a house. You're doing whatever you're doing. Prove that you're not a drain on a society, whatever. You're not a fucking criminal. Yeah. Other than the fact that you crossed it here illegally. And then we'll bring you into a court system. Maybe there'll be a fine. Maybe there'll be something. But you're obviously somebody who got in underneath, you know, underneath the system, and you're doing something that is a, a net positive for the economy. Right. Let, let's work something out of here. Like you and said, I, these aren't the the gang bangers and stuff right. that were that like Donald Trump is supposed to be focusing on here. And that I, I should like be focusing been, on. But I feel like we've been pretty consistent about that about. Like it's certainly my tilt is more like if you're here and you made it, then the you know whatever it's going to cost like more money, man. Right, but but if, if you're here and you f- you're here illegally and you get pulled over or some shit, mm-hmm. like you stand to get deported, like that yep. sucks, you know. But if you're fucking, I don't know, if you're getting down, I just don't really give a shit, you know. Like yeah. that's if you're here and you're getting by, that's like it's none of my fucking business. I just you know? don't give but a fuck. But if something yeah. does happen, then I. As shitty as it sounds, like I'm not going to be like, oh, that's fucking terrible, you know? Because like, well, you know that, you know, you know, like you, that you stand to, yeah. It's and I, I've used the example before, and maybe people don't like it, people won't like it, you know. But if I'm fucking actively selling weed, you know, I I know that sucks, like it's shitty. I'm still, I have a regular job. I just sell weed on the side. I know that if I get caught, I stand to go to fucking jail at some point and probably lose my job, you know? That's going to happen. Like, and my kid is going to go to wherever. Like, that's, that is going to happen if, if I'm in the same scenario, you know? Yep. If you are doing something that you know is actively illegal, 
By all means, continue on with your fucking life. That's not my business. But if you get arrested, you get stopped. You stand to be deported. Like, that does, that's going to happen, you know? Like, it's impossible not to feel sympathy towards some of these people. Yeah. (coughs) Just because they, you know, they have families and shit like that. If you listen to, what is the the ABC uh, First Start Here Here podcast, the NPR Politics podcast, the NPR Daily podcast, the Daily New York Times podcast, you heard that video clip, that audio clip of that little girl just bawling her eyes out talking about how she, you know, her parents are gone now. Yeah. You know, and how, you know, my dad was just a guy. He was trying to work and now he's gone. It's impossible not to have sympathy with that if you're not a cold-hearted piece of shit individual, right? Right. But at the same time, you got to remember that without being a – we are a society of laws. And without that, we are not a nation. We're not a society. We need to have laws that have consequences. Otherwise, we live in a state of anarchy. And you can understand and sympathize, sympathize with these people and recognize that – we obviously have an immigration system that is so broken that people can come in and live 10, 15 years and never be never be found out until now. Right. You know, that's that's a serious fucking problem. But I don't think trying to pay fucking six hundred ICE, you know, workers to go and plan out this raid and go carry out the raid and then go through all the legal business and the process to deport people. You're telling me it's not cheaper to try to find a way to make this work. I understand that it's it's wrong legally and there's you know in you get caught up in this broke ass system. But their time has probably been better spent somewhere else. Yes. It it probably certainly is. Yeah. I mean, there's enough going on. Maybe shift focus to you know you can't get your fucking wall built. Just just put more people down there. I don't know, man. Who <laughs> yeah. fucking knows? Let me ask you something. Yo. Um and I'm not saying that this is, you know, my my theory or whatever, like how I feel, but just let me ask you, should this be should these factories that are employing illegal workers be uh, a higher point of focus if unemployment in these areas are high? So these and there there's obviously no way to attest that unemployment is higher. These people are being hired because other people don't want these jobs. So the mm-hmm. only thing they can do is hire illegal workers, right? Or if the jobs are filled by legal workers so people can't have them. So mm-hmm. I'm not trying to insinuate either way. But if for whatever reason unemployment is higher in these areas than the national average, should this be a focus for the administration? If they find out that there are illegal workers being employed there that are taking jobs that could be occupied by citizens here or people with green cards or workers' permits or whatever? Mm-hmm. And I think hell yes. That should be a focus, especially because you are literally stripping away part of the economy that that should be supported by you know, you're talking a small town local economy here. Right. And if you're if you're employing three hundred and seventy illegal immigrants where three hundred and seventy jobs should go to tax paying Americans, yeah, it seems pretty cut and dry there, right? But, that but at the same time, yeah. If no one in that community is willing to work at that plant, well, Newsflash, there's this thing in economics called market failure. If you have a chicken processing plant in one of these towns in Mississippi and there's not enough people to fucking work there, well, guess what? The right and legal thing to do is to shut down 
and move somewhere else where you can get employment. And if you can't get employment, you need to have a serious reevaluation of your your company's ability to attract workers into the industry. If it's going to be a really shitty fucking job, you need to have a decent paycheck. You need to right. have some kind of great benefits plan it makes or something. It worth it someone to do a shitty job. Pay to people work minimum there. wage to do this thing, but also they don't have to ever worry about medical care right. or something. You know, we give won't them fuck some. You over if you come maybe give them some fucking some kind of share incentive or something like that. There, especially when you're talking about like major, like big acro food processing companies like that cutting chickens apart and shit that's gross it's super gross but there's also a fuck ton of money in that oh yeah i hate to say it man. everyone's got to eat man this old school like i'm the rich guy owner of this corporation so i get all the money and all my executives that run everything get all the money is like at a point you reach a point where market failure on the incentives that you're bringing to the table do not work anymore and yeah. you have to either adjust or close down and go somewhere else yeah and by having the ability to hire illegal, an illegal workforce, you're circumventing that whole process of the economy, which should be taking place right. to push the entire economical model forward. And so you're doing the economy a, a disservice, you're breaking the law, and you're putting a shit ton of people in harm's way by essentially just gathering a bunch of illegal people in one fucking spot. Yeah. Waiting Subjecting for ICE to come them down. to group fucking deportation. Yes. Yeah. That's... My two cents on that. No, I think that's <laughs> no, I think that's very fair. I think that is. To, I'm I'm happy. I couldn't be happier with the answer you provided. I think Fantastic. that that's totally legitimate. No, I think that that's absolutely fair because I think that's correct. You know, especially in an, in, an, in an administration like this mm-hmm. that's so focused on administration, so focused on jobs, so focused on unemployment in Mississippi. The best thing for the administration is to get all these people out and hire only black people in this factory and just bump up that employment rate for the, for the black community even higher, mm-hmm. right? Motherfuckers toe match it all over the place. He's like, listen here, lowest black unemployment like maybe in history, you know, under Donald Trump. The best thing for him is to get these people out, to get these illegal immigrants out and hire only black people from Mississippi in this goddamn factory. Or it's low income individuals. We'll <laughs> say that. Don't I, pull a Joe I Biden, guess. dude. I'm not saying nothing. I'm saying for his that? rates. Did you hear that shit from Joe Biden at the Ohio? No. The Iowa. What did fucking, he say? Oh, well, um. Is it real bad? We'll get into it later. He no, he just pulled one of his traditional Joe Biden gaffes and said ah. something that he did, but he caught himself most of the way through, and tried to to get it. But the stories it didn't oh. stop the stories from running. But I think the media is not nice to Joe Biden. They no, are they're not, not kind to him, bro. He if he's gonna make it to being the candidate, he is gonna have a rough trail, and he's gonna be a hardened fucking. Just grizzled man by the time he gets there and just going to be stabbing at the media like President Trump is. And at least in his private quarters, maybe not openly, but he's going to be like, yeah. dude, fuck the media, fuck the New York Times, fuck everyone, fuck Fox News, fuck them all. Like, yeah. And I think that the DNC is really, is really responsible for pushing Joe Biden's narrative away and kind yeah. of shoving him out to the side because it's not as, you know, his. His stance, it's weird to say this, but when Joe Biden is the moderate in the race. You're in a weird spot, dude. You're in a weird spot. Yeah. And if you, if the Democratic Party decides to not support him, I think that speaks volumes to if Andrew Yang what the wasn't, DNC is going to be. If Andrew Yang wasn't trying to give people money, they wouldn't call him a Democrat. 
No. If the UBI was not on his thing, they would not even be calling him a Democrat. You know what I'm saying? But I did want to, because we'll get into these candidates later, because there's some updates on who's going to be in the next round. But he's so excited. That's awesome. Um, But uh, to kind of get back to that that immigration raid story, right? Yes. The one thing I think is incredibly transparent about all the coverage on this, right? You're only getting one side of this narrative. Oh, I I talked in that question you asked me, right? I focused it on the the economic and community aspects, right? Because that should matter. Because that should matter. It should mean more than the immigrant. The fact that they are here illegally, right? right? Yeah. You know, that's not, that should not be the focus of this thing. Yes, this did happen, but you also have this multi billion dollar corporate outfits that are. Hiring illegal immigrants and completely fucking the economics of this entire area. If not, I mean, you got to think these big chicken processing plants are probably shipping out at least regional, if not nationwide, or going overseas somewhere. And if the Democratic or left argument is correct that their big corporation got a huge break in the tax, then they're circumventing an already a system that's already favoring them, which is double fucked. And the fact that there is. Not little focus on it, but there's zero focus on that. On the aspect. economic section, yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. And Except for it's so it's you know, what do they always say after the uh after a, a, a major tragedy or somebody says something white supremacist or something, it's like the silence from the Republicans is deafening. Yeah. Right? This is what the silence of the mainstream media to not look at this in <sighs> all aspects and Every single angle that it, uh, it that it has effects on our daily yeah. lives and stuff. Without the failure to do that, their silence is deafening. And it's not shitty of us to focus on that because, like we said, that that's the most important part here. Not mm-hmm. the fact that there was 680 people here that were not breaking the law other than being here and working effectively, right? Mm-hmm. That's not really my biggest issue here. My biggest issue, like you said, is that there are companies who are already getting tax breaks, if the argument is correct, right? And if they're not, there's still corporations who are just fucking the American people by deciding not to employ them instead of illegal immigrants, right? Yep. And it's because, like you said, even if people are unwilling to have that job there, then it's your responsibility to pick up and move somewhere where they will take the fucking job yep. or make the job better so that they'll take it, you know? exactly, And it's... In the three different articles I read, it was in like the last paragraph that they're like, you know, charges against corporations like this are particularly hard to take up because of this and this. We'll see whether or not that nothing's been announced yet. You know, that's what this fucking article should be about, man, especially because the people who have kids got fucking released. Is It should be maybe a focus to the point that why didn't you figure this the fuck out earlier? Because there's no reason you didn't already identify these 270 people you were going to have to release on the back end, right? Mm -hmm. If you have people implanted there, figure the fuck out whether or not they have someone to take care of their kids before you arrest them, right? Or if they even have a kid. Like, figure it out first, you know? And it's already – they've proven that, like, this is a a policy on some level they have if these – if they have extenu- extenuating circumstances that makes it, you know, inhumane, quote unquote, to to arrest them and detain them, we obviously, I mean, you already, you know, released half the people. Why, right. Why did you not? Why doesn't that just apply to everybody at this point? Right. And again, it might and be a focus on the demographic and you know what you're doing and why you're doing it and, and it how effective cost, it is. But it may cost more money in investigative services and whatever 
But if nothing else, it's going to save you the damage that all of these videos of all these children just caused your administration because now you're again separating children, right? Whether or not that's what you're doing, that's what you did this time. Yep. And that argument's being made and it's valid that you chose to separate people from their kids and then be like, oh shit, we fucked up. Go oh, ahead, yeah. you know? Because like, even though they did even a if lot just of people, for hours or a half a day or a day, yeah, you know, but you there's still, still that. people in here. Yep. There's still kids in here that do, do not have a guardian to take care of them. Now. Right. Some, some of them were, some of the schools told the bus drivers to wait for a parent to show up at the bus stop. And if they did not do that, to leave the kid on the bus and then take them back to the school where they would then spend the night. Thank God. Certainly better than just fucking dropping them off. I mean, you know, not that that's fantastic, yeah. but certainly better than them just dropping them off. You know yeah, what I'm good saying? Good luck. Godspeed. Yeah. But there's so much of that going on with this. Like you said, like, why didn't you do your fucking due diligence right. here, man? You know, at the end of the day, yes, these people are here illegally, but they're also human beings right. who have human rights that now you're, you're just going to put in jeopardy because they broke the law. What... So this is another opinion, right? And they're not in facilities on the border. You can't hide no. them. You can't hide people from seeing them. You this can't is anything like that. There are people. You're, they're hiding them. In their, the children are going to publicly owned gymnasiums to be held until their parents get out. You're holding them in other fucking hangers and shit, airplane hangers. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you can't hide this from people. You know, you're taking them from factories owned by Americans. You can't hide this like you can at the border. You know. The same thing does not apply here. You have to have your shit tight if this is what you're going to do. Or else all this heat that you're going to catch is legitimate, you know? Ill-focused, but legitimate, right? I have to, like, pull up my map real quick and look. So, Mississippi, oh, Louisiana, Texas. I mean, you're about – you're far fucking away from the border. at least. Yeah. Depending on how you got there. But if there's one thing that we've we've known – about illegal illegal immigration is only a portion of it actually happens on the border. You know, I think the if I'm recalling correctly, the vast majority of illegal immigrants in the nation are people that kind of overstay visas and yeah. become illegal. Right. Which again, I mean, that's a totally different fucking scenario if you're talking about somebody that overstayed deal. a visa versus snuck across the border. Right. You know, it, it gets really gray. And what I think really should have happened here, right? If I was the Trump administration, this would have been my orders on this one, right? Yeah. For one, do the due diligence. We can't be locking up anybody in this situation. No, because right? you're still fucking facing all of these people. The all of these people, by the fact that you're going to pick them up at work, are fucking working. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> There's a thing here. Yes. They're not freeloading, right? They're not freeloading off the economy no. because, because this is, sorry, just a slight detour because this is important also to collect government services. Just because we were talking about this earlier, oh, yeah. to collect government services, you have to have a social security number or a green card, something to prove that you're allowed to be here. Mm-hmm. You can't be illegal with no documentation and go and get food stamps. It doesn't work like that. There are certainly places you can go, missions and food banks and shit, where you can go and get food, but you cannot get government services without a social security card or something to prove that you belong here or are legally allowed to be here. It's impossible. You can't do it because you can't go into a government office and say, hey, I'm not supposed to be here, but Mm -hmm. can you get me some government services that are reserved for citizens in the United States, please? Because they won't fucking do it. Yep. And I think it would be, I think it would be irresponsible to say, I think it would be irresponsible not to say, I should say, that uh, 
a portion of these people, just illegal immigrants in general, yeah. might be committing some form of fraud or social security fraud Certainly. to be able to get access to that. Certainly. But it is it is such a finite number that and, I don't think it's really taxing right. on the and system. That's, and that's why I try to be particular that with yeah. no documentation, you cannot receive these yeah. services. Certainly, if you got the money and you found a way to get a fake social security card mm-hmm. or a fake green card, you may or may not be able to get services whether or not it works when you go there, right? But if you have no documentation, you are not able to get government services. Mm-hmm. You can receive services from a mission, from a church somewhere that yeah. it's not from a charity. Ask you, that you know what care. I'm saying? From a, a free clinic, you know, that just is providing medical care. Like those things you can receive services from, but not from the federal or state government. It yeah. does not work that way. I, well, some state governments, they have their own programs, but yeah. as far as like government shit, you know what I'm saying? Things yeah. that are subsidized by the federal government or federal services, you cannot receive, you know? So, like I said, go ahead. No, you're good. Um, So, like I said, do the raid. Yeah. And and you detain everybody, you process everybody, and then you you give everybody a fucking court date, tell them to show up. You know, they're not worried about getting deported. You're you're doing all this. So, you start to build and do them on a more, on a broader scale. You know, if, if this fact, if these factories in Mississippi are doing it, you know that there's more facilities probably in big agricultural right. you know industries that probably have the same amount of problems probably same owned situation. by the Koch brothers <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't doubt it and so you do all these things and then you start to build this stack of court dates and then you use that as leverage for when congress comes back to really push the absolute crisis need for immigration, immigration reform, yeah, right? Because that's what really needs to happen here. The reason that this is even a news story is because we have a broken system of immigration. And the only thing to do is to send them back. That's yeah. Legally, the only thing to do at this point is to send them back. And people don't agree with it, but and they're saying that President Trump, the administrations are pieces of shit, you know, but legally this is the process to follow, you know? Yep. That's it. There isn't a way for us to find some type of, like you were talking about, a pathway to citizenship for people who aren't fucking around, for people who are here working and just trying mm-hmm. to get by, you know what I'm but saying? dude, you've been working at this place for how many years? You've been, you've been living in this community for how many years? You don't have a criminal record, obviously, right. because you're not deported already. You, you go through this whole thing, and then an immigration judge looks at it and goes, okay, well, Here's a working visa, you know. Here's a fine on top of that. You're subject to pay over the next fucking five years or so. who fucking knows? I don't know. Right. But get them involved in the system. They're obviously here. It's going to just be more detrimental economically to try to get rid of them than it would be to keep them here. And as right as like, let them as, pay taxes, Doug. Yeah. As bad as it sounds, like to my libertarian my. My core values, you know, about obeying the law and all this good stuff, right? right? It, it really bothers me that 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 I feel like this is this is a completely shattered system here that we need to fix fucking now. And I might have some sympathy for those people that are caught up in the middle of this broke ass system now. Yeah. And on top of that, I just don't think it's fiscally feasible to try to just mass deportation everybody. Like I, I really hate saying it, but some kind of amnesty program where you start handing out not citizenship obviously but like working visas dude you've been here you overstayed your visa whatever don't fucking do it again or you're going to jail you know 
re-up and if just, we don't let you re-up then you got to find a way to get the fuck yeah. out you know and if the system is broken enough that you can't re-up and you're an upstanding citizen in the community quote unquote and you have a job and you're doing what you need your kids are going to fucking school and everything just start paying taxes right done give them a fucking green card they're already doing the job anyways yeah I don't agree with how you got here, but the fact is you're already fucking here. We're going to have to deal with it. And I bet, and I don't know, but I bet that there's at least a percentage of these people that were arrested that were, like you said, had a visa probably when they started this job and then it expired and they just stayed working there, you know? Like, that's probably the case for at least some of these people, you know, that they didn't get the job illegally, but they have the job illegally because they're not legal now, you know? And that's, again, not... My fucking focus, you know, that is not what I'm concerned about at this point in time. You no. know, if your only, your only fucking crime is being here illegally, that's not my biggest concern. I feel like know? we could work with that. I feel like we could it's, work with that. I just guys. don't really give a shit, you know, <laughs> right. because like I said, if you did it, then you, you did it. You know, it's the deed is done. Mm-hmm. But if you fuck around, then you stand to get deported. Like that's, and that's on you, you know, but I don't. That's just not a focus for me that your only crime is having been here illegally, you know? Yeah. That's, I don't think that's dope, but that's like, again, it's I don't reality. Really, yeah. There's a lot of fucking gray area in this. I man. just don't give a shit, you know? You know, and part of the disingenuine narrative that you hear from the president down to the media and so on is that every one of these issues is a black and white issue. Yeah. And that's certainly not the case. Especially the way it's being reported here, like we talked about, with the focus on the immigrants and not the companies and the economic factors of having employed illegal immigrants. Yeah. What's a bigger story? The fact that there's some illegal workers at a building or that there's a company willing to hire them and try to keep them on the down low? One of those by things the Koch is brothers, slightly owned by the Koch brothers. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mind you, they're just one of of probably many, right? But well, and like he's like we said, and the fact is, they probably don't even know what the fuck's going on at. Those no, places, I'm man. sure they didn't make that decision. But the most fucking, involvement they probably have is looking at their quarterly numbers and going, "All right, cool, moving yeah. on." Yeah, if they even do that, which they probably don't anymore. Hey everyone, I really hope you're loving this week's episode of Salt of the Streets podcast. Well, did you know that you can actually get paid? Just for listening to this podcast. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. We just discovered this free new app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. You listen to podcasts, and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks. Or if you're a really good person, you can even donate that PodCoin to various charities. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. Download the app right now on iPhone or Android, and I have a special code just for you. Simply use our code SALTPOD, that's S-A-L-T-P-O-D, SALTPOD, and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. And if you listen to enough of on there, you can get what I like to get at Starbucks, a nice grande nitro cold brew purely on us. So go ahead and go listen to this podcast right now or virtually any other podcast right now on PodCoin. And make sure to sign up with our code, SALTPOD, S-A-L-T-P-O-D, SALTPOD. I swear, it'll change the way you listen to podcasts. And now, back to the show. Um, so, I had showed you this real quick, but yes. um, just uh, in the field of Democratic candidates running for president um, right now. So, this is as of Thursday, the 8th, 8-8, which apparently I found out oh is my an evil God. number. Holy Jesus shit. Christ, right? Um but we have right now nine confirmed candidates 
that have met all the requirements to be in the next um, Democratic debate, which I believe is being held in Texas. Yeah, next month in September. I don't remember. But uh, yeah, it's in September. Nice, huh? Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Amy Klobuchar, Cory Booker, Pete Buttigieg, Robert Beto O'Rourke, and coming in, sliding in there at the end is Andrew Yang. That's so sick. I'm so happy that Yang got in there, dog. I hope that Tulsi gets in. I got to hope that Tulsi gets in. So Tulsi, Tulsi Gabbard and Julian Castro, which, oh, I can't wait to fucking talk about that motherfucker. Um, mostly his brother. But um, Tulsi Gabbard and Julian Castro have met the donor requirement. They're just now not polling high enough? Yeah, they need a poll, I believe, above 1%, which- They have that, to pull at 2%. They have to pull yes. at 2% in three different national polls. Yes. Which at I think that they can do. Four DNC-approved four separate national, national polls. polls. There you go. I thought it was three, too. Yeah. So okay. at 2% and from four polls. NPR. So they know what's up. So they're real close. They're, and they're- NPR tracks the election like no fucking other. So. Yeah. And, dude, that climb between 1% and 1.1, 1.2, oh, it's got to be just agonizing. Because I think that Tulsi's close. She's like, got to be, I man. think that she's close. Because in some polls right after, she gained like two points. So there's in at least one Right or- after that fucking dick stomp to Kamala yeah. Harris? In at least one or two polls, I think she's at 2%. So, God damn it, I hope she gets in there, man. If she could get more time, especially if they get over 10 they have to split it into two nights. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And if you get five on one stage and six on the other and two hours for that shit, uh, dude, she's got time if she's only in a group of six, man. Yep. Got, time got time in a group of six. The, I cannot Yang stand too. Andrew Yang, right? Andrew Yang, his... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? The way he's portrayed in the media. Yeah. It's so fucking terrible. Yeah. This dude has called it for what it is. He's called it a reality TV show, which it obviously is. I mean, he shits on the the mainstream kind of political machine constantly. And he has one idea, which everybody thinks is the most extreme thing you could possibly think about, which is the $1,000 a month for yeah. every American. It's just... So and you're me- just going to shit on him and completely just throw him to the side because he's got a little bit of a wacky idea. You don't tell me anybody else in this field has some seriously wacky, fucked up ideas? Come on, buddy. Let me hit you with this, because this is from your beloved commentary podcast. Right? Yes. That uh, yeah, Yang, not a fan. Yang is not a serious candidate. He hasn't done anything. He's a third-rate businessman. How does the UBI fix the straight of four moves, they said? <laughs> so They are not I wrong. <laughs> Right. They're not, but I don't think the intent of the UBI is to fix the straight of Hormuz. No. And that's never what he said, that this is going to fix all of the problems the United States has ever faced. I think I don't Andrew think Yang's fucking freedom dividend of $1,000 a month, $12,000 a year, will fix some of the more social fabric issues that were more con- – that which I think are really driving all of this fucking bullshit we're dealing with now. Yeah. I think that'll f- do more to fix the the root cause of the problems than any of the Band-Aids that these other fucking people are pushing. Absolutely. And there is something that people understand about that. There is something that the quote-unquote ridiculous extreme idea of giving nobody a thousand bucks a month – there's something about that that is speaking to a shit ton of people, yeah. which is why he's already met this stuff and why he's going to be on the base. There is something to his message that actually touches people's lives, including me, and I'm sure including you. Oh, I fuck mean, yeah, dude. It, well, that little bit of money, yes, it's not going to just 
wipe away all poverty in this nation. It's not gonna, but it's you know what it's gonna do? It's gonna fix the middle class. Yeah. It's gonna give the middle class the standing they need, the leg they need to stand on to move forward and actually do you hear a lot in today about how this generation is the first generation in a long time to do worse off than their their predecessors, right? Yeah. That could be the one leg that we need to stand on to boost ourselves up. Can you imagine? Be better than our parents. Can you imagine if you and I didn't have to work overtime? You know what I'm saying? Like if we if we worked only 40 hours a week or even a little bit less than 40 hours a week. And especially if Jordan was also getting a UBI and fucking mm-hmm. Dax is getting – I'm not touching his. You know what I'm saying? His shit is his shit. Put it in the bank. That's all you when you get to be 18. That's fucking your money that the government gave you. You know what Can I'm saying? Can you imagine? Yeah. That would pay for a fucking high school or a whatever the Whatever, whatever he wants do. to do. Whatever the fuck he wants to do. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be on me. That's you, right? Yep. I can't imagine wh- what what we would be able to do here with $12,000, with $24,000. You know imagine. Yeah. That's a whole other income. Mm-hmm. That'd be like <laughs> we just we we each have somebody that works a part-time job that lives in our <laughs> fucking cabinets and just shells can, us money. I can devote half of that to the podcast and still improve the fuck out of my life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Six extra thousand dollars a year is excellent. And like, that is why Andrew Yang is not a a ridiculous candidate. Because he is doing something that no one else is doing. He's yeah. speaking to the true Stuck in the middle, can't stand the bullshit, working class American, which is the vast majority of us in this yeah. country, you know? Yang and 2020, bro. He's working real fucking hard to get my vote. If Yang got it, then he should pick Tulsi Gabbard as his running mate. Can you, dude, the power duo of Yang Gabbard on the Democratic bill? Yeah, she could pull the- uh, <laughs> Would defeat everyone, bro. She could pull the old fucking- uh Oh my God, Dick Cheney thing, and be like, "All right, Yang, you just you do you. You get your freezing dividend out. You make all those. I'll take care of the you know the more minute things, foreign <laughs> policy." There's there's a serious <laughs> argument to be made that at this point, right? They're far enough out, but there's enough people running that some of these people are running for a possible VP nomination, right? Yes. Not all of these people are actually at this point still running for president, right? Some of these people know they're not going to make it in. But they can at least make a hard enough run and be modern enough to, to to be chosen either way, right? To be appealing. And I don't remember who it was. It was probably the commentary podcast talking about Amy Klobuchar. And mm-hmm. that's possibly why she keeps talking about being from the Midwest, you know? Yeah. I can do this. I'm from the Midwest, you know? I can do this. I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Minnesota, eh? Exactly, right? So there's a serious argument that some of these people are really just running to make a solid VP nomination to try and get on someone mm-hmm. else's bill. To just get in the White House, you know, and not like just because they want to be in the White House, but because they want to try and get shit. I'm oh, yeah. seeing Clo- uh, Cory Booker, Amy Klobuchar, and Pete Buttigieg yeah. being those guys. Beto O'Rourke, if it wasn't for the state of Texas and the wild fucking support he has there, I don't think he'd be even in this in this race right I now. I hate Beto O'Rourke. He's so terrible. I hate him. So terrible. He's straight up. Colin Trump white supremacist now. Straight 100%. Up. Same with Cory fucking Booker. On live television. So the, right now, I see these two sets of candidates as being the – for vying for the top spot. Yeah. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are in it. And I think it's a battle between those two for one spot. And I think it's a battle between Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren for the other spot. 
Kamala is trying to play herself off as a moderate, uh, even though she's far from it. But so she's being put into direct competition with Joe Biden, right? Correct. And then same Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren has basically mirrored every single one of Bernie Sanders' talking points and his policy points. It's weird, right? And then actually turned them into black and white policy. Right. Yeah. It's but they're mirroring each other and they're she's trying to get more support than him. So one of those two is gonna knock each other out. Same with the Biden Harris thing. At least the way I see it going down. I mean, we can say goodbye to people like Bennett and Steve Bullock and thank God we can finally get rid of Kirsten Gillibrand. Um I am it was really John Delaney, the, your boy Tim Ryan. Sucks. I liked both of those guys. You know, fucking Bill de Blasio. I'm so glad he's finally not Fuck making yeah, it. Dude. Not even like people of New York fucking hate him. Everybody hates him. He's it's a, bad. He's a fucking groundhog murderer, dude. You can't be doing that. <laughs> you can't um, be doing that. So, so I think we can probably move on to the shootings if you'd like. Oh, real quick. Yes. Joe Biden in Ohio the other day at the uh so the big thing right now, the big spot, because the Ohio Ohio? Yeah. Primaries and all this shit are coming up. Iowa. So, Iowa, thank you. The Iowa caucuses. And so everybody goes to the Iowa State Fair. Yeah. Which, if you can't do the math and picture it in your head, this is a this is a stomping ground that has been around since people rolled on their, you know, when Kamala Harris's brand new campaign bus was a train. And people yeah. used to do that with trains and go to the towns back in turn of the century America. They would go to places like state farm or <laughs> state uh, state fairs because that was a huge thing. Right. And they would be able to speak to the masses and all this good stuff. And so it's still around. So they still do that. Well, on that campaign trail at the stop at the fair, Joe Biden got up and he was talking about how the uh, he was talking about poor people, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, uh, poor people are no, they should have no less, you know, matter to us than like white kids. Or, and then he realized, he goes, oh, wait, <laughs> I just insinuated that all poor people are black people. <laughs> Shit. And then he's like, or, uh, or you know, uh, or rich people or, or black people. <laughs> or, <I know>. Bro. <laughs> Joe B., you can't be doing that he's stuff old, anymore, he's man. He's old. Yeah, he's old. And, I mean, there was, back in the Obama days, we rambling Joe Biden. He was yeah. the crazy uncle. I think this was a Robin Williams bit. You know, he's the guy. He's like the crazy uncle that you live with that has schizophrenia. That we haven't quite figured out the dosage on his meds right. And so every time a telemarketer calls, you just say, here, Uncle Joe, you talk to him. <laughs> you know, he's that crazy with some of the stuff he says. He's getting better at it these days, but those gaffes still come out and the media has fucking buried his ass. They do not want to support him. And it's all about the progressives at this point. Yeah. But uh, Julian Castro's brother. Yeah, well, so let's give the background to this, right, first. Yes. Um, last weekend, there were two shootings, one in El Paso. Well, there were several, but the two that got the main focus were one in El Paso that I believe took the lives of 22 people there, and then one in uh, Dayton, Ohio, correct, mm-hmm. that took the lives of nine people, and there were other people that were injured. Um, and so they happened like 11 hours apart from each other or something like that. Cause 13 one, hours, 13 baby. hours apart. There you go. So um, 
So it's huge focus, obviously, both of them done with what are being called assault rifles in the media, which we know are semi-automatic rifles. One was like an AK type style rifle, the one at Walmart, mm-hmm. and then the other one is an AR style rifle. That I read an article this morning about how the one that was used in Dayton is technically classified as a pistol because the barrel is shorter than 16 inches and the stock that's on it is, has Velcro on it. That's so it's, it's oh. meant to be fired with one arm, but it, you look at it, right? And you don't know the laws like that. You're going to think that it's, that it's an AR 15, right? Or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was watching a video, I think like a week ago of a dude who said that he was doing something called, um, a second amendment audit and he was standing in a park with, oh, do you have an article about something like that? Oh, this was a guy from Missouri who got all armed up and stuff and then walked into a Walmart in Missouri. and uh, a jackass. Fucking scared everybody. He had 100 rounds of ammunition on him. He had his rifle. He had his vest on. He had the whole nine yards. Fucking put everybody in panic. They all fucking ran. Yep. And then at the end of the day, he was, yeah, it was just a, a test of my Second Amendment rights. Word. So, Fuck you, first of all, you so, piece of fucking shit. Yep. So this dude was in a park, right? And I don't know what he was wearing because the video was from like a body cam he was wearing. Mm-hmm. So you can't see that dude. And that was one of the points of the police officer is like, that's cool that you're recording it. But we can't see what you're doing on that video. So no. that doesn't help us in the court. You'll have and, real good footage of you getting killed. Yep. So this guy was wearing whatever he was wearing. I don't know, you know, but then he's carrying what he says is not a rifle. It's technically a pistol because the barrel is shorter than 16 inches. The stock is one that's meant to be fired with one arm and all this stuff, right? And he's like, so, you know, I'm just, it's just a Second Amendment audit. I just want to make sure that you guys, you know, know what you're doing and you're going to come out here correct and you know what you're talking about. And he's talking shit to the police officers. Like five of them show up, one of them with a rifle himself, right? That they're running up and they're like, hey, put your fucking gun down. Like, what are you doing? Right. And he's standing there. He has, he has his arms up, you know, when they come over. And so they have this whole conversation. The cops have to like, look up the type of gun that he's using. And he's like, well, I, you know, I just think that it concerns me that, that you guys are having to look up the, you know, the gun that I'm using to make sure that it's, that it's, you know, actually a pistol. And it's like, well, hold on because you modified this to shit to make it not a rifle anymore to make it a pistol. Right. And so, now, so that you're able to come out here and make the argument that it's not a pistol. Even if you know guns, if, you, if it doesn't look like it is when you bought it, they may not know what it's supposed to be, you know? And especially it wasn't, it was like a person walking through the park that called. If that person has never held a gun before, they're not going to know that you don't have a fucking assault rifle because they don't know what a fucking assault rifle is. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They're not going to know that you don't have an automatic weapon, that you're just waiting to kill people who run by in the park. You're a fucking dickhead. That's what you are. You're a dickhead that you're not only taking five officers out of circulation in the city or the town, wherever you live in, that are now not able to to survey to make sure other crimes aren't happening, but you're an asshole because you're fucking causing a whole scene because you want to try and make a point, you know? A Possibly stand to get killed so that you can be a martyr for a cause that no one needs to fucking speak on anymore, you know? Yeah. So stupid. And it was an off-duty fire uh, firefighter that... Uh had his concealed carry that drew down on the guy and basically just held him there until the cops showed up. I mean, and who knows? We're just going with that because the, that's the story that he's insisting on. But who who fucking knows at the end of the day? Right. You know, I mean, the simple fact is that, yes, Washington State is an open carry state. Right. But are you that socially unconscious that you're just going to throw your fucking AR on your back and just kind of walk through fucking Walmart or go right. grocery shop. 
What are you doing, dude? That's going to freak people out. What the fuck out. are you doing? It's going to freak people out. And all you're doing is you're just ruining it for everybody else, dude. You're giving people more ammunition on the people that are trying to to fight you know, the Second Amendment laws that we have that protect our rights. And you are not doing any good to anybody here, yeah. man. You know, you have apparently this was a quote unquote test of your Second Amendment rights. Right. Well, guess what, dude? You probably just ruined it for a huge amount of fucking people. There is a responsibility that comes with being a gun owner. And part of that responsibility, part of concealed carry for one, is being able to actually conceal it and not freak everybody the fuck out. I'm very careful um that when I go somewhere it is concealed that mm-hmm. people are going to see it you know I mean I would have to bend in a very extreme way for someone to see it right um and like I don't like I sometimes I carry behind the back and like whatever but I do that like if I'm alone with Dax you know and generally I'm wearing a jacket or something like that and he's in the front pack you know and so my shirt is all kinds of fucking hanging over it's like but I don't like when I leave work if I'm going to go somewhere I make sure that I do conceal before I leave the parking lot of work so that People there know I have it, so they're not going to be freaked out if they come outside and I'm fucking and I'm arming myself. But if I'm in a park, if I'm in the parking lot of Target, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm doing it there, and someone sees me, they might be fucking freaked out by it, you know. Whether or not they know that I'm doing it legally, I don't want to cause any type of issue where someone might be stressed out by it, you know. Yeah. So I'm just gonna do it before I leave work. Make sure it's concealed. It's not a fucking problem, you know. It's it's weird that people are willing, and there's other people who like to open care. I don't think that's a problem either because if you're uncomfortable with that then that's your own fucking deal, right? Mm-hmm. If this person is just in the store, they're just open carrying, that's their right to do that in this state, you yep. know? And if you don't know that, then that's unfortunate, but that's the law where we live, you know? But- well, my mom does a bunch of uh, backcountry horse riding, right? Yeah. Where she'll grab her horse trailer and everything, and they'll load out, and they'll go up in the mountains for three, four days and just camp and ride their horses and shit around. And she said it's kind of weird at a point because she has a concealed carry, and she has for decades at this point yeah she's always got her i think she's got like a 44 magnum or some jesus and she's got a other one now that she carries a little bit more concealed but you know but she's got one of those concealed purses that basically you just shove it in there and you know leather on that shit's thick you're never gonna see a fucking i mean you could yeah but you know when she rides her horse and stuff she's got an old school like western holster she puts it in and all this stuff and then you get back to camp and the other at the end of the night, and everybody's sitting around the campfire, and everybody's got a fucking holster on, and yeah. everybody's fucking packing. And shit, it's kind of weird every now and then to kind of like step back and like notice, like, here's this group of like 10 people. Every one of them's got a fucking gun strapped to their, like, you know, yeah. to their hip. And that's powerful, but it's, it's a thing, and you don't need to worry about it. Right. And obviously, you're in a community where everybody's kind of doing that, anyways. But you shift that and you move that shit to a fucking Walmart. It's, it's a different, different picture, yeah. man. You just got to think about it. I've got five or six friends. It's like ones that we play fantasy and shit with that. Like they have their concealed carry. And I, I didn't even know that until I got mine and started talking to them about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's different there because even if I did, it wouldn't be a problem. I mean, like I wouldn't have known that it, even if I did know, it wouldn't have been a problem. You know, it's just, yep. It, but it's different when people don't know you. You know, they don't know your intents. They don't know all the citizens of that Walmart don't know that you're just doing a Second Amendment audit and that you're not going to murder 22 people just like this motherfucker in El Paso just did. You know, a Second Amendment audit is just such a stupid fucking. You're just idea. an asshole. You're a dickhead. Is yeah. what you are. You're a dickhead. You know, there. That's like the motherfuckers that strapped up and then walked into a police station. 
you know? And then they're upset, like, well, why aren't you just shooting us? And like, well, like, what are you doing here? Like, you yeah. can't do that. You know, you you should know better. You're not supposed to do this. Like, that's this is dangerous. You don't know, be you stupid, shouldn't stupid. Right. Don't be a fucking dickhead. Like, I just it's weird. You know, it's weird that people are so bent to try and some of them are willing to try and give their lives so as to prove a problem that people are scared of guns, you know? When that doesn't seem to be the fucking case, you know? No. Some people are. But when you're doing that shit, you're asking for something like that to happen because they don't know, you know? They're not scared of guns. They're scared of your intent. They don't know what your intent is. They don't know you as a person, you know? Exactly. They just see some dude rolling in, strapped to the gills. That would make me feel weird. You know Hell what I'm fucking, saying? Yeah. I know. That would make me feel fucking weird if I was that fucking... I'm... I don't know. I can't speak exactly, you know, but it's what the firefighter did is not unreasonable for him to no. have a concealed carry. Be like, hey, get on the fucking ground. You're not doing this. You know, that firefighter doesn't know your intents, even though he's obviously a fan of the Second Amendment and obviously a proponent of it. You know, yeah. he alone, he even him, he doesn't know your intents. You know, yep. you're just a fucking dickhead. Just a stupid fucking douche. And I think there's so much of that. So after these shootings, right? Yes. There is. A whole slew of of different narratives that come out, right? One of the shootings, the one in El Paso, um, was I think this is there might be there's not, there's more in the first time. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just gonna get another one. <laughs> uh, the one in El Paso, there was a manifesto that came out with that, and in the manifesto, the kid said that it was racially fueled, right? That he was there. To try and kill Hispanic people, um, even though it doesn't seem that most of the people who died there were Hispanic, but that was his intent on the way there. He also said that this rhetoric was not fueled by the president, that he felt this way before the president was in office. Um, and f- fucking Pod Save America, right? These just wonderful journalists. They're like, wonderful. Well, well, why should we? Why should we even believe what this guy says that Trump didn't ra- um, radicalize the shooter? Because, you know, he he was only 21 and he's not even grown. And, you know, Trump had to be the reason that, that he did this, right? It couldn't be anything before because he's only 21 years old. So the only president that he's even going to remember is is President Trump, you know. So it has to be President Trump. It has to be. That There's is, no logical gap there. Right? Yeah. So – so that's their argument, you know? And there was a, some type of study, right, that came out this week or before that said that speech itself does not radicalize people to the point of violence, but someone who is, like, on the bridge of doing something like that anyway could be pushed to it by some type of rhetoric. Could be. Right? Could be. Right? It's possible. Oh, not but it's it probably does, the right? violent video games, man. Right. So, yeah. So there's a narrative that video games are the problem and, you know, the internet is the problem and, and all these things that are coming out. And those are things that the... President Trump actually pushed himself. Right. Which, right. anyways. <laughs> and we're not giving validity to these things. We're just no. talking about all of the different narratives that have come out as to why these things keep happening. Right? A lot of, like, old narratives that nobody's yeah. brought up in, like, the last year. Right. All of a sudden seem to pop up again. And I don't understand why in this case. I mean, his... I don't know. Did you read his fucking manifesto? I did not. I did not I'm not going to. It's just a fucking waste. But yeah, these people, it's not the internet that's the problem, obviously. Right. I mean, the internet gives them access to these things. But again, if unless we're trying to go to some kind of totalitarian, dictatorial fucking system of government, you're not going to be able to censor the internet. Well, and it it's should. Just, it's not going to happen. It's important to note that it's not. 
it's not even like the broad spectrum of the internet, right? No. It's, it's these tiny little sites like 4chan and 8chan and stuff like that that are being referenced in these articles that that's where people are going and, and not even becoming rad- radicalized, right? But that's where you can go and share radical ideology there because it's not being monitored and and censored the way that it is. And I'm not trying to give censorship a negative connotation because it's it's good that shit like this is not discussed openly on Twitter. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, you shouldn't be talking about committing mass murder on Twitter. Like, that's not something that should be happening. You know, I don't, I mean, I, I don't know, but that's, I guess yeah, I'm not the owner weird. of Twitter. So I don't, you know. Yeah. But, but in at least in the 8chan, 4chan world right there are no real terms of service like right. you have on twitter and that's Facebook. the whole point yeah. of those websites is for it not to be monitored or for it not to be censored you know is for free speech however as far as it's going to go is to happen there you know um but again i don't think those are the things that are radicalizing people you know uh in in the case of <laughs> fucking think spot still not up into the case of the el paso shooter like we said he said himself that he was radicalized to these ideologies prior to president trump being in office yeah. uh the person who did the shooting in dayton by reports of like his old girlfriend and other people he was like obsessed with mass shootings watching videos and shit all the time and always talking yeah. about him and like all kinds of shit you know um so there's I, there's an element to it that I suppose could be attributed to the internet in the way that we were talking about exposure. You know, the exposure to these things that it didn't used to be that you could watch the video of a mass shooting mm-hmm. a thousand times, a million times as much as you wanted to, to just focus on every little thing and all this shit. It didn't used to be that way. You didn't used to be able to live stream yourself murdering a bunch of people in a church, you know, because you had that opportunity. You know, yeah. there's a conversation going on in all forms, you know, all over the country about what responsibility these media companies and these social media companies have to curtailing that, you know? I mean, what can you do? How quickly can you take down someone's live stream once you realize that it's him murdering people, you know? Mm-hmm. There's like what what responsibility do you have for that? And how know? long is it going to take you to realize that it's happening? You know what I'm saying? So there's there's so many elements that go into this that it's it's illogical and it's ignorant to attribute it to one thing over another right at least as of now there's no way to attribute anything to one thing over anything else right and one of the things that frustrated me so much and kept me off of social media last week and, and early this week was the personal conversations between individuals right there's a conversation to be had on a legislative level not And I don't mean in the way of making laws, but in the ways of figuring things out broadly on the spectrum of our country that should be done from the lawmaking level, right? From these people. In in the way of having individual conversations with people, I don't know what anyone hopes to accomplish by having a conversation about, oh, it's the guns or it's the people, right? Okay, so so let's say that it is the people, right? So what what are we going to do about it, right? Because there's – I don't know. You know, there's, there's nothing to, there's, as of now, obviously no way to stop these people from getting anything that they want to get, you mm-hmm. know? So there, there are these people, if they're not being registered, if no one's saying anything about it, if they're not actively seeking care, then what the fuck are you going to do about it? Right? Let's say that it is the guns, right? There's, uh, I, I don't know. It, it, I don't see the benefit. Of, of trying to convince an individual one way or the other when that's not going to solve the problem here. You know, it doesn't seem that the problem is as simple as the people or the guns, right? I, I don't know. It, it I seems think very strange. It is such a deeply 
fundamental societal problem that I think every conversation about gun control laws or even these fucking really scary red flag laws that I keep hearing about and what Mitch McConnell was talking about bringing to the table when they come back from recess. Um, it, it, these are nothing but band-aids. I, I, right, I so- truly believe that the, the real problem lies within this guardian article where they talk about the nihilism and the despair. And even did you listen to that? Um, or even watch that interview with Bernie Sanders and Joe Rogan? Yes. Okay. So there was some there was some really good stuff that came out of that, I think, for me. And I came away having a lot more respect for Bernie Sanders in some cases because he went on he finally got to a spot where he kind of got out of campaign mode and kind of went into just Real talk. It was much and, better. And Joe, and Joe really first awesome. him. Yeah. Joe really kind of pushed him there and then kind of had to help him say, hey, this it's okay to just talk like this, man. And he focused very much on the the massive despair that yeah. everybody lives in, in today. And I, I feel it. I'm sure you feel it. Yeah. There's so many different aspects to this. And <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a joke, but – um, in the Guardian piece that, that this lady wrote, um, references Jordan Peterson. Right. And actually talks about his, his book, 12 Rules for Life, which yeah. both you and I have read. Correct. Probably more than I've read the Bible. I'll well, say that much. Casey's reading it right now. Too. It's like Casey so good. But it, why is it so good? Because it is so fundamentally true. Because it speaks about, building one's life up to kind of pull yourself out of chaos and despair right? so that you can be a better human being and you can live a good life without focusing on all this negative crap and focusing on getting your shit together. And I think that's what the real problem is here. And any, any gun control law, any buyback program, any red flag laws for mental health, I mean, those are not going to fix anything. You might prevent one or two from happening in the future. You might be able to prevent some more shootings from happening in the future. But the driving force that's driving people into becoming shooters that that breeds this despair, which then breeds hate and resentment and resentment for one's own life, comes from these societal factors, from the fact that you can work a 50-hour job week working your fucking ass off and barely be able to afford a one-bedroom apartment and never have hopes of buying a home. It It's preventing the birth rate in America is the lowest it's ever been. We have very little people having sex and getting married and having families. These things are on an all-time low. And there's so many other little strings of data that point to this being a real societal problem, not just a a gun problem or a mental health problem. Those are all aspects of it, yes. But until we create a country where everyone has the ability to thrive and and gain fulfillment from their life in whatever fashion they choose to do that, we're going to have more and more of these disenfranchised people turning to the dark corners of 8chan and finding their tribe within this crazy radicalized group and pushing them into becoming shooters or becoming, you know, white supremacists yeah. or whatever it is. And any talk 
of legislation that, you know, like I said, gun laws or red flag laws or anything is not going to be focused on the real problem here. Mind you, this is, again, this is just my opinion, but that's the only real way out of this thing is I, I see is people need to have hope again. People need to have hope that they can grow up and have a relatively realistic expectation at a halfway decent life. And people don't have that anymore. Yeah. This is why people are so fired up about immigration. That's why they're so fired up about foreign policy and just every issue under the sun because they're in a shitty way. There's so many people that are in a bad way that are paying more money in fucking taxes every year now, even though we just had a massive tax break. Surprise, surprise, that tax break really didn't do too much for you exactly. Might have done a little bit. Well, and I... I, There's no... There's not a lot of hope anymore. Yeah. And when you turn to the media, all you get is despair and disdain. You don't get hope from anything anymore. Well, and I, I think that might be part of it, uh, but I don't. I don't think that people should be looking to the media for hope in their lives. I no, and I, I, I. But think the fact that, that you turn your TV on and you want to check what's going on in the world, and you get nothing but a crushing morosity of bullshit. I think that takes people's personal responsibility away from that. You don't need to expose yourself to that. That's that's not necessary, right? Because mm-hmm. if that's something that's so broadly happening in this country, then why is this not happening even more than it's happening now? Because we feel very much that way, but it's not pushing us to go out and kill a bunch of people. No. Right? Well, it's so because I we're, think we're that some that's, of the sick few that so enjoy this I shit. I think that that's part of it. Um, I think another part is I think there is an element, and I think that there is – I think it's important to note that a lot of, especially these mass shooters are like young white males. I think that's important, right? Not in a, not in a matter of race, like, oh, it's only the fucking white kids that are doing this, right? But I think that it's, it means something that, that that's the community that's happening because I think that the question of masculinity and the, to- and the topic of toxic masculinity takes, plays a part in this. You know, oh, I think that I that's, think, yeah. think that plays that's a, a good huge point. part in this, that it's not, we it's are not, not okay to be a guy. We are not taught anymore to how to how to funnel that in a productive way. We're just supposed to. Well, you shouldn't even feel that way. You're not even supposed to have that, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you have any type of imbalance in your brain, that can lead you into something like this, you know. And if it's mixed with radical ideologies on the internet and mixed with being an adult, a young adult, and having no hope because you've gone through college or some shit like that, or you couldn't go to college, and you don't have any fucking money, you have a shitty job. Are you went no to college and I get a hundred thousand dollars? That's in what debt. I'm saying. You went to college or you didn't go to college, whatever, you know, and it didn't work out, whatever the fuck, you know. You are totally it's, and utterly disenfranchised. For whatever reason. Yeah. A million reasons. But I think especially when you're talking about kids like the one in Dayton that had like a hit list and like people that he wanted to fucking kill in his school, you know, there's something going on there that happened to that kid, whether he's bullied or whatever the fuck, you know, that's coming into question that I think is an important, relevant piece of this. He killed his sister, you know? Yeah. What's the deal with that? And everybody's that? still asking the question. What's yeah, the deal with how that? How did that is, happen? Was that an accident or did you kill your sister on purpose? Like, what's the fucking deal there? You know, what's... What's the story? You know, I mm-hmm. think that that's important. You know, there's a reason that this kid in fucking El Paso drove however the fuck far away from his house and shot all these people in a Walmart like 600 miles or some shit away from his home, way far away from his house, you know, got lost and then stopped at the Walmart, he said, because he's hungry and just was like, well, I'm just going to do it here, you know, instead of wherever the fuck I was going to go before, mm-hmm. you know, like there's something that's going on here. And I think that 
like I said, it's not any one thing, you know? I think mm-hmm. a part of it is hopelessness. I think a part of it is these kids don't know how to be productive members of society as males because they're being fucking confused as shit being raised in this weird backwards social scenario that you should just control yourself and don't even worry about trying to release it. Just fucking handle it, you know? That's not healthy. Like just that's, repress that shit deep down inside because until you it shouldn't even feel that turn way into anyway. a mental it's, illness. It's you're that way because you haven't evolved to the point that you just don't need that. You know, mm-hmm. like that's not that's not healthy to teach people that way. I wonder you know? how much of this comes from the coddling of our generation and then the coddling of the generation before us. Yeah, and then an, us getting an exponential dose of coddling on top of that. And I think this. Again, just speaks to the the deeply, you know, sociological level right. of of problems where this is coming. You know, we're focusing in my mind. We we focus on the the one point at an individual's life that made him turn a certain direction, become a shooter, right. versus go a and normal it's not direction. One, right? It's a series of events that it's, leads you down this path. Yeah, yeah. And I think without I mean, we are a heavily medicated society. Like I think I mentioned in the pre-show, there's a lot of things going on on a societal level that I think build to this stuff. And I think whether it's a fallout of the Me Too movement or just the Me Too movement coincidentally happened alongside with this kind of stuff. But yeah, it's, it's almost not okay to be a masculine man anymore. Um. I think a lot of it has to do with this group of beta males that find themselves a part of the incel community or this involuntary celibate community who find common ground and they find a a brotherhood in a way in some of these other incel communities. And, you know, I think you find – when you start digging, well, the, the, a lot the of guy these who started, sorry, but the guy who started HN was an INSA, was involuntary celibate when he started. And that's part of the reason he started HN and then ended up having sex with somebody, losing his virginity, and then was like, you know, hated on by a bunch of people who went there. And that's part of the reason he had to find someone else to help him run the company. And that, it just, that shit seeds weird shit, you know, and that's not. That's not outward blame on anyone else, right? Because you're not involuntarily celibate, right? That's because there's some factor you're playing in what's going on there, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just because you're a disgusting, grotesque human being that no one would ever want to fuck you. Like, that's not the case. On In almost any case, that's not the case, right? In almost any case, there is at least one person, especially on the fucking internet, that you can find that will want to fuck you, you know? It's oh, it, what like, podcast was it's, this? It is part of the – you have some hand in that. You know That is not involuntary. You have some fucking hand oh, 100%. in what's going on there. If you're going out to a bar and just no one wants to fuck you, it's probably because you're a huge prick or you're really fucking weird or some shit and no one wants to go home with you because they think they might die. You know, That's, that's a factor. You know, If you're creepy, that's going to be a factor. Dude, you know? I, I deal with this on a very personal level. If for, all you can talk about is mass shootings, that's going to be a factor. Right. People aren't going to want to hang out with you because that's fucking weird. And you even know? The, more, the more common one, right, is guys that grow up, you know, usually in a pretty bad situation, right? Whether they're yeah. growing up in the system or something like that or 
whatever, and they they turn to things like video games, and then they just spend their they become video game nerds, and all they do is care about that, and they have no real social skills with the fairer sex or vice versa. I mean, there's a lot of things that you know. There's the beard movement, right? I hate to say this, man, but if you're a young 21-year-old man and you're sporting some scraggly, nasty fucking beard, guess who's not going to be interested in you Yeah, most of the time is pretty young women that you want to try to get with. That's been – this has been the evolutionary game since time immemorial. You have to compete in the market of sex to find a, a mate who's willing to accept you for who you right. are, right? I am not the most – attractive looking dude in the world but i got a lot of things going for me right i'm, I'm semi-intelligent i try to keep myself as clean as possible You're and super semi-decent tall. looking i am very tall i have some good german genes in there you know there's a lot of different things and but a lot of you it may comes not know down. this but he's actually taller than me yes that's a thing he's like two or three and, inches taller than me and look at this wingspan look at this wingspan you got me beat he's way longer than me way longer than me <laughs> so it gives me an advantage in a fight if i ever fought people watch out i don't and his gun is closer to you that's so very close but <laughs> <laughs> i think i so i deal i have confession time i have an employee a couple employees that work for me that are one of them is an incel he is legitimately, quote unquote, involuntary celibate because yeah. he just cannot attract women. And so, you know, in in the past, you would have a group of, of male friends that could, would kind of be like, dude, come on, man, you got to get your shit together. You look like a fucking slob. You do this. You know, I mean, you got to make yourself attractive to women if you want to get women. Yeah. That's the way it is. It's part of the, quote unquote, the game. This is not luring women into fucking, you know, raping counters or anything. That's no, what no, the it's internet just, is for. That's what like Tinder and shit is for. You know, and I can't remember the yourself. podcast, but there was a podcast this week, one of the daily ones, where and it was probably at some point this week. I, I don't know. It's been a weird podcast week, but um where they talked about incels and they talked about a guy who was celibate for a while and it was starting to get into this stuff and then he kind of like stepped away from it got his shit together a little bit and then all of a sudden started getting laid and had a girlfriend and the next thing you know it's like yeah these people are fucking crazy yeah you know this is stupid and i think there's more and more people more and more of these beta males that will close themselves off to anything to do in the real world and they they strictly focus on this stuff they get involved in these communities and then next thing you know they have somebody to to put their problems on yeah and they have some way to deflect the blame other than onto themselves i mean i think if there's one thing in jordan peterson's book about 12 rules for life is it there's only one major problem here and that's you yeah not fixing yourself not allowing personal responsibility deal yeah and i think it's we've taught people that there is no need for personal responsibility because your parents are going to take care of you until you're an adult and then you can then you're going to go out and do great things and he talks about in his book like you said like you have to make yourself somebody who 
would want to be with you because why would someone want to be with you if you weren't someone that they want to be with, right? And yeah. why would they want to raise a kid with someone that they don't want to be with? You know, they're not going to be attracted to you. You have to like almost market yourself. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like you, well, you do. Yeah, you have it's to. It's been have, that way. Exactly. It's that way with fucking birds and every right. animal under the sun. Why is it any different from us? Because have we have something. a higher. Yeah. We have a higher. You know, we we're able to look at each ourselves from a you know a three mile you know down view. I, no. We're all it's it's still the same. You still have to make yourself attractive. Otherwise, you're not going to be pursued. Yeah. You're not going to be allowed to pursue somebody. I mean, it's just it's a like I said before, it's a deeply societal level issue, I think, that we really need to focus on. And I think it's going to solve a lot of problems, not just the mass shootings. It's yeah. it's a lot of the fucking problem. You know, it's everybody is so up their own ass with how terrible everything is and how evil this person is versus me because I have these views. You see it playing on Twitter every single day. Yeah. It just, we need to actually address the fundamental core problems here. And I think we could all be a lot better off for it. Yeah. So let's talk about some more, some more fact real quick and then we'll get Mm -hmm. into some more broad conversation. Right. So after this happened, Obviously, you know, there's all this discussion about white supremacy and this is a huge problem and it's white supremacy in America. And there's, there's certainly an element of that because, I mean, Christopher Ray, the FBI director, just was testifying last week. And I actually, like, just by chance was listening to it. Like, mm-hmm. had no idea it was going to be relevant. Had no, just by fucking chance was listening to it, right? And I heard where he was talking about domestic terrorism. And he himself would not classify it as a white supremacy issue. But when it was being asked him, he said, a large part of domestic terrorism could be what you would interpret or what you would classify as white supremacy, right? And that is like, that's a problem. That's been a problem here for a long time. White supremacy, KKK, that type of shit, been a problem here for a super long time. You know, I don't think that that's anything new, right? No. And so there's obviously all these calls for the president to disavow white supremacy, which he comes out in his remarks, disavows white supremacy. White supremacists about- are so bad. Everything is so terrible. We need to – the so, internet is bad. Okay. In Very this, monotone. And this part actually bothered me because everyone's always talking about how much they don't fucking like the way that he talks and all this shit. And it would be better if he just read off a teleprompter every now and again. Well, so he read did. off a fucking teleprompter. What the fuck do you want, right? Like, what the fuck do you want? And so then they're upset that he didn't – come out and like we talked about in the pre-show didn't put out some type of sweeping legislation that overhauls guns right so first of all fucking irritating right not his job first of all first of all not his job right second of all politically that doesn't make any fucking sense for him to do that right third of all no one knows what's going to solve this problem. So to put forward any type of legislation right now is a fucking waste and is not going to solve the problem because no one knows what's going to solve the problem. Do you really want T-Dog Millionaire to lead the fucking charge on what we need to do about this? Probably not. So he calls for some type of deal with background checks, right? It's like there's yep. got to be something done with background checks, red flag laws, and then you know we're going to do it with Mitch, Mitch McConnell comes back. Like the next day, Mitch McConnell's on public radio, and he's like, absolutely. We're going to focus on this when we get back. We're going to discuss it. It's going to happen. We're going to get it done, right? What we can't do is get locked up. We got to make sure that something gets going, right? So it sounds like it's going to be a pretty high fucking priority when they get back into session, right? Yep. They're not going to recall everybody. They're not going to have everyone come back early. They're going to wait until the session starts because right now, 
Congress is closed. They get like a summer break of like four weeks or something like that. So they're back in like two weeks, I think. Yeah. And even Mitch McConnell so. would not – he's – he would not push for a an emergency legislation, you know, legislation meeting like this because he Legendary knows – session, yeah. This is campaign season. This right. month is – it's literally there's a reason that this month falls where it does. Super important for politics. Every two years, rep state reps have to go out and campaign. Every four years, presidential people have to campaign. These things need to happen. And so, yes, there is a break in the legislation schedule, legislature schedule, so to allow for this, and he's not going to break that, which I think is a good political move. Not to mention the things are ready to go. They'll go into effect as soon as they come back. I'm sure, you know, we're talking the universal background checks, which I think from my understanding at this point is basically the only area where a, a background check is not required is in private sales. And so that um, involves the gun shows and stuff y- like that. Yes, because there's even there's like I tried to look this up when I was looking to get my CPL, right? The gun, the gun show loophole. Because I'm like, what the fuck does this even mean, right? Mm-hmm. So it's something like, like at a gun show, you're not required to do a background check, right? But most of the people at gun shows in modern day are people who have stores and stuff like that and have the ability to do a background check and won't do one, won't sell you a gun without a background check. Mm-hmm. So you have to be someone who has like a large enough personal collection to be at a gun show, to be selling guns and choose not to do a background check, which then puts you at liberty for getting in trouble for ha- for having sold a gun. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like it's the way that the country sits right now. Like they'll yeah. try and rope you in, you know? And so for a pro gun activist this is not something that you need to worry it about it wouldn't make sense for you to if it wouldn't make sense for you to go to a gun show and sell guns without doing a background yeah, check it just it's, doesn't seem it doesn't it seems like a way to protect your own ass right and i don't know why you would not want to do that i mean i literally also, just bought a gun last week yeah right and to go through the background check it is a federal database thing that instantly gives you a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Yeah. They hand you a fucking tablet. You go through, answer some questions, fill in your name, your social, bing, bang, boom. And that's – But that's only, done. that's only for certain shit, right? Okay. Because when I went to get my pistol, if you're going to buy a pistol – you have to fax in the background check, but if you have your concealed pistol license, they can run it automatically. Yes. Even now in Which Washington State. Which is why it's State, always better to get your concealed Even permit. now in Washington State, it was signed that they can't do that anymore. They have to do a new background check if you're going to go and buy a pistol. That was something that Jay Inslee just signed not too long ago that just took effect in July. So, Which doesn't it, – it makes sense. Right. And because that's, what happens from – you get your background check. I bought a rifle last week, right? Well, if I don't – go buy a pistol for two years, why would it not make sense to just have another background check real quick? Right. So that's also one of the things they're talking about when they talk about universal background checks. Mm-hmm. It's a new background check every, every time, time you buy any type of gun. Yeah. Five minutes Which, is all you need. Who cares? And, it, and the thing is that if you if you fax it, it can take up to 30 days. Like to do, it can take longer, but generally is done very quickly. And, and in the general scope of how long it takes to get federal approval for fucking anything yeah 30 days might as well be right now and if you can't plan out something with a firearm within 30 days then what the fuck are you really doing anyway yeah. <laughs> my uncle jeff 
I'm not going to, he was jokingly, right, was we were talking about gun laws and we were talking about waiting periods and stuff. And he said, as someone who, you know, has concealed care and stuff like that, he was like, I'm willing to wait up to 30 days for like for anything. I think he said 30 days, right? And he said, mm-hmm. said because honestly, he's like, you know, he's like, you should be able to wait this amount of time for anything. He said, and if you're so pissed off that you're going to kill someone with a gun and you're 30 days from now, you're still that pissed off. It's like, someone should probably be shot anyway, because <laughs> if you're, if you're still that mad after 30 days someone probably deserves to be shot anyway whether it's you or him someone probably deserves to be shot which i thought was really funny that is hilarious um, yeah yeah i mean Um, yeah not really i know that like like when casey went to go buy his pistol he went to bass pro shop and Mm -hmm. i'm not trying to casey i'm sorry i'm not trying to yeah but when he went he had was all regulated and everything um but so many people had been buying pistols at bass pro shop that day the atf started to put wait wait periods on people buying guns so he had to wait another like four or five days i think just because the atf was like hold the fuck up you guys are moving a lot of guns today like let's so so after a certain point they will do that if there's just a heavy flow of guns though the atf will be like hold the fuck on we're gonna slow everyone down and take some closer looks to make sure no one's getting lost in the folds here you know of like rapid gun sales yeah not because it's you know, there was some I was listening to, to where they talked about that. Yeah, um, so that it might have been that like, Joe Rogan thing. Yeah, if if the ATF sees all of a sudden like a gun store a block away from like the Compton Projects has a if they're ordering a shit ton of fucking guns and being sold to this store, they're going to look into that. Maybe we yeah. should look into that, right? And. And Even on the gun manufacturers, I think that's what they were talking about on the mag- manufacturing level. If a manufacturer is shipping a insane amount of guns to this yeah. one particular gun store, maybe we should look into that. Maybe. Yeah. And there's another one I have to look in to see exactly what this was. But I have another friend who just got his CPL and bought a pistol, and he had bought it online and had it mailed to us to a, a hunting store in mm-hmm. in town, and. Um, Something about him having mailed it in, he had to wait another six to ten days because he had purchased it online before he could go and pick it up in the store. Mm-hmm. And I'm like I said, I'm not sure which law it is, but I know that just in like June or maybe April, um, <clears throat> Jansley signed like ten or twelve new gun laws into effect post I sixteen thirty nine that were mm-hmm. smaller things like the pistol background checks and stuff like that that were just a little extensive things that I think were part of one of those laws that he had to wait that extra six to ten days. But um which is is irritating only because you're expecting something and you're like, God, I just I'm anxious. I just want to get it. You know, mm-hmm. like and I can stay that I didn't have any purpose other than concealed carrying when I first got my pistol. And I even waited until I had taken a shooting before I carried it, you know? But I put a down payment on. I was waiting. I got my CPU. I'm like, God, I just want it. Like, I just, yep. I just want it. You know, I'm just waiting this whole time. I just want it. Just build anticipation, you know, but I didn't need it. You know, I didn't need it that time. There was nothing wrong with waiting. I just yep. didn't want to because I had already fucking paid some money for it. Yeah. Just trying. I had the money. I was just waiting, you know, and like you said before, but, I mean, if you're not in a position to be able to wait, why yeah, is that? What's going on here? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Question. Because, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. You remember, in the, you probably didn't experience too much as a as a young man, but it used to be the case that if you wanted to order something that you couldn't buy from the store, it would take six to eight weeks right. to even Hell show up. And that's after like the week of snail mail after they confirmed your payment yeah. and all this stuff. So you're waiting two months, three months sometimes before you got something in the mail, like whatever the fuck it was, yeah. you know? 
I bought Jordan's gun online and it was there in less than seven days. It was in the store ready for me to go and pick up in less than seven days. And I was like, that's kind of cool. You know, <laughs> like that's like, that's what's up. Yeah. Over, you know, fucking prime, you know, free next day shipping and stuff. Oh like yeah. That. That's weird. I hate that's to do a, this to you, man. I fucking, I'm going to piss my pants again. You motherfucker. <laughs> it's this guy. You did this. You did this. You made a this delicious guy. beer concoction, made me drink like two of them. I'm working on a third. I got to pee like a racehorse. All right. You're Do you always, want to take a break or are you you good? No, no I got All this. Right. Uh, so right back. The, yeah, no, you're good. So one of the other <laughs> things that I heard this week from our friends at Pod Save America um, is, is they were talking about, they said President Trump is talking about ethnic cleansing and said so in in Europe when he was talking about their culture, right? And he was in Europe and was talking about, you know, how they're losing their culture because of immigration and all this stuff like that. And that might sound like a little bit radical in America, right? In Europe, and I listened to a fair amount of like BBC podcasts and read some, some from the article or from the Guardian and BBC, read a lot of articles from them. And that's, that's a genuine concern in a lot of those places, especially in Germany and stuff like that, where there's, uh, an extra amount, maybe for lack of a better term, um, of refugees and immigrants that are allowed into that country. There's a lot of people who are native there that are concerned about the delusion of the culture and delusion in, in strictly, uh, a literal sense of actually deluding the culture that, that exists there. Um, and so I don't think that that's necessarily a fair shot to take. And like I said, maybe in America, that's, it doesn't look as good, but in Europe, where politics are also much more crass than they are here, which is hard to believe. But, um, I think that that's a, a fairly legitimate thing for him to say, especially speaking to the audience that he was speaking to. Um, but as we know, they're, they're not ones for, at Pods of America, they're not ones for being exactly supremely honest. Um, I had a little tweet storm on them this morning about what giant pieces of shit Pods of America was. So that's another deal. Um, so I want to talk to you about something Colin, that I wrote down as when I was listening to whatever podcast and they're talking about, Universal background uh-huh. checks and red flag laws and stuff like I that. I feel so much better about that. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, you know, there are a lot of people who don't like the idea of those things because they feel like they're infringing on, you know, people's rights and stuff like that. And, uh-huh. um, well, like, yeah, I mean, when, especially with the red flag laws, right? When I hear, so let's, so red flag laws, right? So red flag law is, is, if someone around you were to notice something, a red flag, you know, then they could go to a court somewhere and petition, for you to temporarily lose your right to to have a firearm, and people come in, the police will come and take your firearms for you mm-hmm. know a period of time, and you go and see a court and maybe a psychiatrist or whatever, and they check you out and make sure everything's good and everything's straight. Then you get your guns back, and it's whatever, right? So, um, on the whole, I don't think that that's a bad idea. You know, I I see obviously the potential for someone getting pissed off at you and being like, "This motherfucker's crazy, and he shouldn't have any guns." And you have to go through this whole process of not having your guns, having the cops come to your house, take your guns, then you have to go to court, you have to go all this shit, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, I see the potential, but I also see the potential good. You know that there mm-hmm. are people who, especially this kid in Dayton, you know, they're like, well, he had a hit list, you know, and he's obsessed with fucking mass shootings. He's doing these things like those are red flags. Hi. For maybe he shouldn't be buying guns, you know, yeah. they especially weapons that have high capacity magazines that you know can hold two hundred fifty fucking rounds. Like maybe he shouldn't be buying something like that 
um, if these are extreme focuses in his life, mm-hmm. you know, and there are people that might attest that he might do something like this, yeah. you know? Um, like if we can actually define assault weapon. Yeah. And then maybe close them off to pistols and assault weapons. Yeah. And there's, there's got to be, you know. I feel comfortable. There's got to be some type of simplification for this, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's, it, it's shitty, you know, and unfortunate and way convoluted that there are people like this motherfucker in Mississippi and the guy in the video that I was watching that are able to put together a pistol that looks like a rifle and walk around and be like, oh, well, it's actually a pistol. So I can, you know, do whatever. Like it's, it doesn't matter. It's fucking whatever. Like that's fine. I understand that the purpose of those laws were to protect people's rights so they could do certain things. But fucking Christ, man, I just, I don't. I, there's got to be something to 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 clear this up, you know, because mm-hmm. this is a fucking problem, you know. Yeah. That that this kid in Dayton, for somehow he's able to have a pistol that's that holds 250 rounds that shoots 223. That fucking like I, how 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 is that? You know, that how is that the some... case that his gun is actually going to be classified as a pistol when I don't know how anybody's reasonably supposed to fire it accurately with one hand? You know, I don't know. How that's even a feasible defense for this at this point, you know? Don't six two and weigh like two hundred and forty pounds. I don't think I could fire this gun effectively with one hand, you know? I just don't. I'm sure there are people that can, so I'm not saying that's fucking impossible. I'm saying that the likelihood is slim that that's the reality of the situation, you know? Yeah. So there's got to be something to fucking clear this up, you know? Um, and I, I generally generally support the idea of these. As it's being portrayed right now, we'll actually have to wait till the legislation is written and yeah. look at it, right? Because there is a potential for some very serious, you know, slippery slope type of legislation. Certainly. certainly. Um, but if handled correctly, I think this is something that is long overdue for sure. I mean, some of the major things I worry about, like you kind of mentioned earlier, was – you know, there's people that have vendettas against people that just yeah. call it in. and Because and, what we're talking about here is this is not something that we need to look at it through it the right context, right? We need to look at this thing through the right context. And what we're talking about here is temporarily or permanently stripping an individual of their, their civil rights, right? Which – Potentially, yeah. Yeah, potentially, which if – you know, looking at the situation, it's not necessarily unwarranted. It just we need to make sure that it's we're going to be careful about this. Yeah, I see. If this gets involved to the level where it it can be involved at, like the divorce court level, yeah, I see some very serious yeah. problems and things like that. So I'm not fundamentally against it. I just I think we need to be very very cautious about what we're talking about here. Yeah. This is. This is one of those 9-11 impulse things. We had a double whammy mass shooting back to back to back. You know, I think Chicago that same weekend saw a massive spike in in gang violent murders and stuff like this. But we just we're at this point where we're so emotionally distraught. We need to be careful about how we go forward. And I think I... I will give this to Mitch McConnell. I think it was a good idea to not try to push for that emergency session of Congress. We need to let emotion simmer for a second, settle down, and then we need to tackle this thing. Yeah. You know, when we come back in session, I think that's a good plan because 
it might help remove some of the more impulse-driven ideas behind that. But right, because overall, there's all kinds of rhetoric I think it's going a good around. Idea. There's all kinds of rhetoric going around. You know, like why did so many people have to die before you know McConnell's willing to take this up? I mean, that's that type of rhetoric. That's the same thing as talking about like dead babies when you're talking about abortion. You know, it's, yeah, it's the same. It's just it's disingenuous. You know, it's it's because you're not talking about as something as simple as just fucking taking. You know, oh, you're not allowed to own a certain size of Phillips screwdriver anymore. You know, like that's not what you're talking about. You're talking about a right that people live and die for and like, and live their whole lives protecting and talking about and defending, you know, like there's, they, they're living their lives on their second amendment. There are people who are like that, you know, there's the same people who live their lives based on a religion that says that abortion is murder. Like you're talking about something that people are holding deep as a moral belief, not just something that no one gives a shit about, you know, like it's not like this whole other side of the debate is just people who are being fucking stupid and don't want to give up something that they love to do because it's just so fucking fun. You know, it's not a fucking jet ski. Like it's not, yep. it's, it's a right that we've had since the founding of the country. It's different. You know, this is different. Like, it's not so simple, you know, and I don't like that it's boiled down to that. You know, it's yeah. that's that's ignorant for that to be done that way. Um, I want to ask you about something because I had a thought earlier this week that I, I almost feel at this point that maybe even for a temporary period of time that, you know, and this is just a maybe, right? Just a thought I had that it almost feels like the Second Amendment community needs to like just take a hit for the team for a little bit to get this so that this can get figured out. You know, like, yeah, I, I understand, you know, that people want to own high capacity magazines. I understand that people don't want to wait 30 days to buy a gun. I understand it's inconvenient. I understand. I get it. You know, I understand that there's concern that someone might think that you're a, an asshole and they fucking report you falsely for a red flag. Well, I, I mm-hmm. understand. But we got to fucking do something, you know, and if those things are going to do something to affect what's going on until we can look at the deeper cause, you know, to at least a temporary solution so as to try and limit the amount of mass shootings right now until we can identify the deeper cause and target that. Like, I just I'm like, I don't understand why that's not okay. You know, I, I'm all for it. I'm all fucking for it. I'm not talking about no AR-15s. I'm not talking about no rifles. I'm not talking about any of that shit. I'm talking about let's make sure that every single background check someone in the government is laying eyes on and they're like, yeah, this guy has no risk of fucking mass shooting anybody as far as we can tell, you know. Let's look at his fucking medical records, his whatever. Let's make sure that you're legit, you know, before we're just giving it for fucking now. You, you know, know, I I understand, I I get it, but and I might have touched on this last week a little <clears> bit, but I think if we if we developed a healthcare system that put a heavy emphasis on mental health, you would have a much more reliable set of data yeah. to be able to reach to for something like that, right? And I think that's a good call. I. Uh, those are just. I'm not saying though that's the plan. Those are just yeah. examples of like something. You know, like I just. I feel like at some point, the Second Amendment community, just for now, just take a hit for the team. I understand that you, this isn't about you because mm-hmm. you, you know, not you, but like the general you. I understand that you've owned an AR-15 for 20 years and you've never even thought about mass shooting anybody. I get it. I understand. This isn't about you. Mm-hmm. This is about, for some reason, the people in the fringes that are being left out fucking somehow. That people are able to go to Las Vegas and buy a gun and then go back to California, cut their way through a fence and fucking shoot a bunch of people, you know? There are something going on that these people are being left out. They shouldn't be able to buy guns, and they are, you know. There's a certain factor of this 
that is the people that we got to fucking just let's make sure that mm-hmm. the people who should have them can get them and the people who shouldn't don't for now. Let's be extra fucking vigilant because this is a problem. You know, this is a serious problem in this country. Let's for now be extra vigilant for now. You have to vaccinate your kids. You know, doesn't want to be like this. I was just going to now make, until yeah. measles is gone. You have to vaccinate your kids, you know, until we figured out what is making young fucking white males and people across the board want to murder dozens of people at a time. Just hold the fuck on. Wait 30 days to get your rifle. And so we can take a look at this. Yeah. You know? I was going to say, what's the worst that we're talking about here? What an, is the worst that an can happen? extra waiting period for now? You Ooh, know, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. A full sunset clause doesn't have to be 10 years, you know. Give it some fucking time. That makes sense let's, to me. Let's just, even do it one year at a time yeah. until we have able to sink enough research in it. Get the fucking NRA on board, you know, because if you're telling them it's just for now, right? It's just yeah. for now. And if you can get enough people in the country on board, the NRA has to buy in. The NRA because they're is, not representing something that's yeah. not true, you know? And as of right now, this is – if you're going to do serious anything – problems. You need – we need to circumvent – if you want – you are in a political situation now where you can, for all intents and purposes, completely circumvent the NRA right now because they cannot find their own dick right now. They are in such disarray yeah. that the, the upper echelon of the leadership is in flux. Everything is crazy. They don't know up from down right now. This is the time to pass some legislation where you don't have to worry about the NRA's involvement. Yeah. And – I mean, really, what are we talking about here? Some lobbyists with some with a bunch of fucking money. I mean, if you had some clean politicians who didn't care about that, you'd be fine. But yeah, um, now I think that's that's an interesting analogy that you make there because I, when you first talked started talking about this, my mind instantly went to immigration. Yeah, because I had this thought the other night about maybe it's time that I'm going to pull a, a a Trump line actually. We need to shut this shit down until we can figure out what the fuck is going on. We need to shut all immigration down, period, full stop. We need to completely re-engineer our entire engineering system, our immigration system, the whole nine yards, everything to do with ICE and Border Patrol and all of it. Let's get through the backlog <coughs> of stuff that we have. Let's take care of all this stuff, get a new system together. And then we reopen for business, right? Yeah. And I can see the same type of thing going down with these gun laws. Pause button. Let's take a look at what's going on. Let's really examine it. Let's have some talk. And then let's move forward. That's like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about everyone has to go and have, you know, two or three sessions with a psychiatrist before they buy a gun. Like that's, I'm just saying like, let's make sure one, at least one person who's a responsible motherfucker in the government Taking a look at what you got going on, mm-hmm. that you're, you know, no one's concerned about you, no one's fucking whoever you haven't been, you know, in psychiatry lately, you're involuntary, whatever the fuck, you, however it's done, you know, yep. just, and I don't understand what the problem is with that, you know, I don't see what the big fucking deal is with that. That if, if you like, so you can mark it in a way that this isn't about you, man, this isn't about you, this is about we want to make sure that this shit is tight because something's going on. All these guys got these guns legally, all of them. The one at the Garlic Festival, the one in El Paso, the one in Dayton, all got them legally. They're all legitimate. All this shit purchased legally, right? So what's – the argument is no longer that it's that it's not the system, right? There's something going on. There's something wrong with the people. There's something wrong with the system that this is not being caught, mm-hmm. that we're able to 
look into it for two weeks as journalism, as fu- in fucking four days as journalist, and find out that one guy has a hit list when he's in high school. Some reason he's able to buy a fucking rifle. You know? Why? If you've ever written a hit list that's been verified by fucking teachers and adults and parents, let's publish on the give internet. you a fucking some time before you have to before you can buy yeah. a rifle. You know? Because it's one thing when if you're scribbling this shit down in like a diary, right? But if you're posting it into the public forum, yeah, you're subject to whatever you post out in the public forum. Yeah, it's just right? And so that way, I think you could circumvent the, you know, that, uh, oh, what's the amendment? The unjust search and seizures. Yeah. 14. I, yeah, I can't yeah. remember off the top of my head, but. Just identify, know. take the HN, make it some way that you can track it back to this dude so that you can verify, you know, that. Well, that's know, one thing that I got through all these podcasts is that HN actually serves a purpose by being you know, that dark corner of the internet where people right. gather. So it allows authorities to kind of focus in on that and right. watch people, right? It being the one place that they're gathering. And yeah. Then, and walking that fine line between, you know, violating somebody's civil rights and privacy to preventing somebody from, you know, essentially making a life altering mistake that can end the lives of numerous people. Yeah. I think there's a very fine line to walk, but it's, it's a line that we have to fix, and we got to figure out how to walk it. I think. Yeah. Can we do it in today's <laughs> world? Uh, that's another question. But I think I think that's a good idea. There's got to we'll be that. a we'll deconstruction of the language that's used around it, because the yeah. longer that it's talked about, you know, especially when you're talking about it being fueled by racism and shit like that, like you gotta you gotta break that stuff down because yeah. this isn't all about racism. That's right? an easy that's, not, that's an easy thing to throw in there to make right. your narrative work to which, bring anyone besides the shooter into this and blame them is. Is ludicrous. It's, yeah, it's it's damn near unforgivable, right? For anyone to be placing the blame on the president, right? Regardless of the fucking language that he's used, right? Did anybody blame Bernie Sanders for the softball, the congressional softball shooting? That was another thing that I that I was thinking this morning when I was listening to Pods of America was they were talking about how there is no equivalent, you know, that on the left, there is no equivalent to people trying to mail pipe bombs to Barack Obama. There's no equivalent to a guy in El Paso who's, you know, who says that he's radicalized, even though he didn't say he was radicalized by Trump, right? He said he wasn't radicalized he by Trump. He specifically said he was not. But he's there. He's radicalized with his ideology, this has to be the reason he's doing it. But the guy in Dayton who says that he's a socialist, who supports w- Elizabeth Warren, who says that he isn't going to wait for people to accept socialism because they're idiots and he knows that it's the right way to go, that bears no relevance at all on anything that he did. His political leanings mean nothing, right? Because he had a gun, so he's got to just be a conservative. What he said doesn't matter, right? Well, the guy that attempted to blow up it, a fucking ICE facility in Tacoma. You know what I'm saying? And so, so I've... A part of my tweet storm to them this morning, right? Is is your? It was quite the storm, by the way. Bravo! Thank you, sir. Is uh, they deserve every every fucking character. You're telling me that there's no equivalent when the person, when the guy who did the congressional baseball shooting, right, specifically said he was going for Republican congressman. Like that was part of his jam. I'm going for Republicans. Like. How does that bear no relevance? How is that not an equivalence, right? And I'm not trying to fucking weigh mass shootings against each other. I'm talking about 
that this is blatant bias being portrayed as objectivity in media, mm-hmm. that they're just lying outright, that this happened within the last three years, this fucking happened. Like, there's no equivalence. There's no equivalence at None. all. Steve Scalise almost fucking died. Like, he got shot and almost died. And he's back as a member of Congress. But for some reason, that's not equivalent. That doesn't mean anything, yep. you know? You got to be fucking kidding me. And that's like, an, that's another aspect of this whole thing. Politics bears no relevance on this. You if know? there if there is one thing that you pull out of this whole convoluted conversation that we're having now is that the reason it's convoluted and so gray and there's so many different aspects and areas that we have to approach on this is because there's that many areas of things that need to all kind of evolve and change to fix some of these things. So many factors that go into it. If if the mainstream media, just the media in general, even in alt media, because PSA is a perfect example. Those positive America motherfuckers sit there and lie their asses off every single, what is it, like they put out two casts two a week, week yeah. on top of all their so other crooked bad. media crap. But if they can do that. That's how much we and, love you guys. We and, listen yeah, to fucking positive America. Exactly. The amount of, of disdain I have for those people and I force myself to listen to their this is another reason I think we're like them because they do a long form podcast mm-hmm. where they sit and they curse and they don't give a shit about you know what they say. The only difference is they don't have any concern for factual information. They just fucking lie. They just lie. It's so bad. But if at least if you could turn on CNN and not hear Trump called a racist Nazi, or you can turn to Fox News and not have AOC called a fucking whatever. I don't know some extreme thing or Some whatever thing if yeah. if the at least the major networks would just go back and i don't even know how long it's been that they've been like this but probably 15 20 years man. if they could just go to a place where they would just bring you the news yeah you could you could still keep your fucking chris cuomo's and your don lemons and all this stuff but that big old thing this is cnn Opinion host, opinion host, opinion host, not factual, unbiased news. We might be able to get somewhere because so, we need everybody uh, in this in this country. We need to all be focused on the same goal here. We're all the same countrymen. We're all one in the same. We're all Americans and we all want we all should want what's best for each other. We yeah. may have disab- disagreements on how we get there. But we need to quit blaming each other and calling each other bad or evil or, you know, whatever it is to really go anywhere on this stuff. Because otherwise, we're just going to devolve again into nonsense. And that doesn't help when it comes into pushing shooters into one direction. I mean, you could be radicalized if you sat there and only watched left-wing media. You could be Mm -hmm. radicalized to the right. Easy. If you're somebody that believes in the fundamental values of conservatism at the beginning and then gets involved in the Pod Save America crowd and CNN and, you know, you listen to Don Lemon shoot his mouth off a bunch of shit he has no concept of, you could be radicalized. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Fuck Don Lemon. He is a terrible, terrible, disingenuous person. That needs to be a shirt that we sell. Fuck Don Lemon. Fuck Don Lemon. I feel comfortable selling that shirt. I'll make that shit tonight. Do you want a fuck Don Lemon shirt? You hit us up in the comments. Hit us up on social media. We'll make you one and we'll send it to you for the low, low price of $20 plus shipping and handling. Yep. Basically. (laughs) I bet I I could get Tyler to wear a fuck Don Lemon shirt. Oh, God. 
That would be such a hit. I bet I could get Casey to do it too. I'm gonna talk to him. I'm gonna talk to All him. Right, I up. bet I could get them to wear a fucked on lemon shirt. There you go. Um, shit, I'll wear a fucked on lemon shirt. I'll buy some shirts. I'm buying some shirts and just so we can make. And I need a shirt that says, "Fucking the rubles don't matter. <laughs> the rubles don't matter." <laughs> yeah. So I so an example I think of of what you were talking <laughs> the about, <rubles>. right? <laughs> One of the videos I watched earlier this week that like got me thinking about toxic masculinity. So maybe Ooh. this is a little bit hypocritical. Was a video from Fox News, right? And it was Tim Kennedy on Fox News. You know who Tim Kennedy is. Tim Kennedy. He was like, he was a sniper in the military. And then I think that he was a UFC fighter. And he was like, been on Joe Rogan a bunch of times. And I'm going to look you know, at so he, he As does, soon as I see his face, I'll know. Yeah. Yeah. You'll know what's up. Um, and so he does all kinds of stuff. Oh, that's and, guy. Yep. Yeah, so he was on that, that video on the right and in the middle. That's the one that I'm talking about. So he's on there and I'm like, he's talking about masculinity and stuff. Right. And I'm like, so why the, fuck are you, why the fuck are you on Fox News, right? Because what, well, like you, you, so you were in the military, which is amazing, right? And I'm not shitting on Tim Kennedy because he's an awesome guy. I love the shit that he says. He's fucking great, right? I'm not shitting on him. I'm just. What the fuck are my speakers on this thing? Uh-huh. I was like, how long is this video? Oh, it's like five minutes. I don't want to show that. Yeah. So, so, but that's the video that I watched, right? And so, like I said, I'm not shitting on him because I think that's great. So he was a, he was a sniper in the special forces, right? Mm-hmm. And then, then he was a UFC fighter, I think. And now he's just like a man's man, you know, does all kinds of cool manly stuff. So, um, <laughs> the most interesting man. In I'm the world. like, that's awesome. I love what you're saying, but why are you here? Like, why are you on Fox News? To because you're an expert on masculinity? Because you were a sniper and a UFC fighter? I don't because because no one else would put him on. Because you're an expert on mass shootings? Because you were in the military? I don't like what you know what I'm saying. And I'm not saying he doesn't. He's not saying something valid. I liked what he had to say. But why are you on Fox News? You know, this is something that's that I think is. I don't know. Maybe this is shitty, but better shared on like a Joe Rogan or something like that because that seems like that's where it, it should be, right? But Fox News is Fox News. Why do why do you have Tim Kennedy on talking about toxic masculinity? Because it's a shot at the left. That's all that that is. It's just a shot at the left. It's yep. shitty of you, right? And like I said, I'm not sh- talking shit because I loved what he had to say. It's part of why I talked about this. Oh, this right? is a media. I pulled up the Media Matters story here. So Media Matters can fucking burn in hell. So what I'm saying, right? Ooh. Is he's on there because it's a shot at the left and they're talking about it because it's a shot at the left. Yep. Right? So again, I'm not shitting on him. I love Tim Kennedy. I love what he had to say in this video. I've listened to him on Joe Rogan a bunch of times. I love the shit that he talks about. But why are you on Fox News? Because Fox News is not a media network anymore. It's no. fucking propaganda. The same way that MSNBC is, the same way that CNN is. Because you have people on there talking about shit that they shouldn't be fucking talking about because it doesn't have any room on there. It has no business being on something calling themselves a fucking news network. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's part of the problem. I think part of the problem is branding. Because there obviously is a massive market for whatever this this convoluted, disgusting form of news entertainment is you know which all the major media networks have adopted they've become that they've adopted this whole thing but i mean thank god for place and i it sounds weird to say this but thank god for places like the new york times and in some cases the washington post these days yeah um who can still do hard-hitting real journalism not just opinion and bias which is what you get 95% of the time anywhere else you go. 
I think there is a place for this. I, you know, the the overall format is not great. Obviously, the old uh, you know three to five minutes with Dave Rubin on Sean Hannity is not a good platform to talk about ideas and complicated issues, right? Yeah. Um, commercial breaks, I think, are one of the biggest travesties in the world. Why the fuck we have commercial breaks during presidential debates? Yeah, is fucking beyond me. CNN can't take a fucking loss for three hours of commercial revenue. You can't do that? I'm pretty sure you can Ad block it. at the beginning, ad block at the end. Done. You sold it off. You might have taken a smaller profit margin, but I'm sorry. You're helping out fucking the, the Republic here. Um, but no, I mean, I get you. I, I also understand why he's on Fox News and no one else. Because no one else will probably have him. No one else, no one's going to sit there and talk about masculinity and, and the fact that like right. toxic masculinity <clears throat> is a really bad thing to try to push. Right. You know, because now you're just saying that men are evil because they're being men. Right. I, do, I, do, I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah. But no and one not, else I know right. is going to put him on. Well, and like I said, I'm not saying his message doesn't deserve to be heard because I think that it does. But I think it's strange to be on a news network. So yeah. I don't even think that it shouldn't be on TV. You know, there should be a talk show that it's on there, but it shouldn't be on Fox News. It's it like let's be put on, on Fox News One. It, you versus know, what, just Fox News. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. it's I'm not saying it shouldn't be out there because, like I said, I agree with what he said. It's part of what I talked about today. It should be heard, but we I don't the, know that the news network is the place for it to be heard. Yeah, right. We, I think we that want it takes news away from you to be the old-fashioned Walter Cronkite, factual. This is what's going on. Yeah, here you go. Now. The next hour show is going to be Sean Hannity, and he's this is an opinion show. This is opinion with Sean Hannity, where he gets to talk about his you shit. You know what I'm saying? You could do that as long as you market it the right way. Yeah. But there's so much fucking demand for it. Just create another channel. Right. Done. Right. It's in your fucking network. You have the budget to do it. There's obviously an audience for it. If you took a look at the alt media, you'd realize there's a massive fucking audience for it. Just do that. Yeah. And then you won't be called disingenuous. You might have a leg to stand on when it comes to fighting back against the, the vicissitudes of the left. Ooh. That was a fucking healthy word. God damn. That was <laughs> fucking good. Should I pat, pat, pat? That was nice. Um, but no, I think that's a fucking great idea. I yeah. mean, at least newspapers do that. You know, they have opinion columns. Right. You know, and then, right. mind you, they're not perfect because every now and again you get a New York Times uh, column that should belong in the opinion column that is presented as fact and which is garbage. Washington Post is even worse at that. But yeah, you know. But again, you know, the op eds are shit. You know, yeah. I tell people to stay away from them. the op eds are not why you're there, right? Like that's not what you should be reading on the fucking New York Times. Like you should the be reading the articles. Reason, you know, yeah. The only reason you should read an op ed is because you have an op ed writer that you follow and know yeah. and know his opinions you, on things. And you like them, yeah. You know, Because people, they get outside writers all the time. You yeah. know, that shit happens all the time. It's like most of the people I follow on my Twitter are journalists, quote-unquote. Freelance usually writers. Like, they're usually op-ed journalists, you yeah. know. Like um, one of my favorites, and I don't know if you've followed her that much, is Barry Weiss. Yeah. She is incredibly interesting. We don't – I don't agree with her on a lot of shit. Yeah. But she is a very interesting writer. She's a very interesting point of view that she brings to the table. She's kind of a lefty in some things, but kind of a libertarian in a lot of things. And yeah. It's just that kind of thing. When you know you're entering into this thing and you're getting an opinion from a person, an individual, 
it's much different than this is fact presented by this institute right by by this you know news institution and there's so much of that being crossed these days and that's another thing let's add that to the bang list we need to fix that situation too because it is it is unhealthy for towards our society this is is not a healthy place to be at yeah that was healthy that whole thing was healthy yeah that was very good um <sighs> Yeah, so I think uh, we could probably hit sports and get out of here. I want to hit one pop wanna... culture thing real quick. Let's hear it. It's killing me. Let's hear it. Have you watched The Boys on Amazon Prime yet? No, no. You talked to me about it earlier this week, but I have because you've got to be watching that show. Yeah, it's only s- one season right now. You said it was good though, but it is. It is all at once a. It's a superhero show that's not about superheroes. Um, the superheroes you'll find out in that show are not who they think to be. It's an incredible allegory on the, the hidden dark society of Hollywood and really how it runs. Mm -hmm. Um, There is just so much subtext to this whole thing. It is hands down. One of the, probably the, one of the best shows I think I've ever seen. It is so goddamn good. You need to be watching this show. Amazon prime, the boys get on it. I think the first season's like, Eight episodes, maybe. It's pretty short, but they're all about an hour. They're solid hour apiece. Yeah. Highly, highly, highly recommend. Word. So get that done. I'll check that out. Because I want to talk to you about it. <laughs> so that's the big part. Yeah. Well, and I love superheroes, so. Well, you may not love these ones. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. So let's see. Let me get to my sports. Do so, uh, sports. Sports. Uh, the first thing I have here is the Pats, Patriots, extended Tom Brady for two years and raised his annual salary to 23 milli. Boom. So. <laughs> Just let him go, man. Yeah. So that's, I think he's 43 now. So that's. Yeah, because he was going to play until he's 45, right? Yeah. So, and now he's, he's making a little bit more money now. Because um, <laughs> <clears throat> the motherfucker needs more money. Yeah. Jesus. Um, well, he's taking a piece, like, he's not been paid that much because. He doesn't like really need the money, you know, and he he likes to stay in in New England and took a little bit less money so they could spend more money on the rest of the roster. Oh, wow, did that a, seems did a hometown discount for a long time. Yeah, yeah. well, that's good though. I yeah, mean, that's that's good. Fuck um, Tom Brady, but that's good. <laughs> and then the Browns traded uh, running back Duke Johnson Jr. the Texans for a 2020 pick. Ooh, uh, Texans, huh? Let's see here. Yeah, they had another running back. Uh, Deontay Foreman, Deonta, because it's like D apostrophe O N T A. So Deonta. Um, Deonta. Yeah. Foreman. He got traded, I think, to the Colts. You know, traded or cut and then signed with the Colts. Hmm. Um, but either way, he's not there anymore. So it is fucking. What is that guy's name? You got Tens. this. Yeah. I'm going to remember. <laughs> I am. I'm going to remember. Um, if you weren't such an encyclopedic, like an encyclopedia of sports knowledge, I would give you shit right now. But I'm not going to give you shit for. I mean, you talk about Dunbar's number that does not involve you in sports. <laughs> yeah, and I'll I'll remember too. Maybe you like will right after we fucking. As soon yeah. as I hit stop on this thing, yeah, because like, I because I know who he is because he doesn't score touchdowns, but he fucking runs all the time. Like he's been top five in like rushes and yards the last like four or five years, and so I totally I know who he is. I just can't remember his fucking name. Uh, um, what position does he play? He's a Texans running back. Texans running back. Yeah. I'm just going to do this while you keep going. Yeah. Uh, so the Browns wide receiver Antonio Callaway suspended four games for uh, substance abuse. 
And so I don't know, he's probably fucking smoking weed. Lamar Miller? Yes. Boom! Lamar Miller. That's what it was. God Thank damn you, it. Google. I even had that picture. <laughs> that one. Um, Got a big old smile like them ivories. Yeah, so we talked last week about uh, Zeke is going to hold out. He's still holding out, and I guess they're still really far away from contract discussions, so or in contract discussions. So, um, Got and anything then, in there about Antonio Brown? Yeah, so Antonio okay. Brown, um, he won't talk about what's wrong with his feet, right? Mm-hmm. But I heard um, that he got into a cryotherapy tank without the right – footwear on and frost bit his feet that would be a reason not to talk about it so the first episode of hard knocks came out and so i was watching that and the whole episode he's trying to like heal his feet but they won't say what's wrong with his feet they're just saying that his feet are fucked up and i heard that it's because he's an idiot and got into a cryo tank without the right footwear on and froze his fucking feet yeah, because I saw an like article shit. about it, and I was so proud of myself that I read a sports article. Yeah. But, like, he hasn't made it to any of the, the practices or anything like that. Yeah. Dude, like, but, like, he's still, like, expected to come back. Yeah. It's just not right now, and there's not, like, the yeah. contract dispute stuff. And-, and the problem they were talking about in Hard Knocks was that he won't – he's, like, he just keeps running too hard. Like, he won't give himself the time to heal, and that's why he's not in practice. He's just doing shit by himself. But he was running like all kinds of shit when I was watching the show. You know, he wasn't doing cuts. Like he wasn't fucking. Uh-huh. But he was running. You know, so I, I don't know. It's a weird mm. deal. Um, uh, Cowboys DN Robert Quinn. He got suspended um, without pay for the first two games of the 2019 season for violating the NFL performance enhancing substance policy. Woo! Motherfuckers taking steroids. Can't be doing that, dude. Yep, that is Duke Johnson. Jalen Ramsey going to be a free agent. Mm. I think. That that is the Cardinals signed wide receiver Mike Crabtree to a contract. I'm not sure how much it was for. Oh, oh, just kidding. They didn't sign him. He just went in for a workout. Um, but they're looking to sign him. So he's not actually okay. signed yet, but it's looking like they're going to. Um, and then Josh Gordon, who's a wide receiver for the Pats, he filed for reinstatement to the league because this motherfucker just stays smoking weed. Stays getting suspended, and at this point, yeah, he's ju- he's just barred from the league, and so he he applied for reinstatement. So we'll see whether or not he gets to come back because he signed with the Pats, and I think maybe he played one or two games, <clears throat> pissed dirty again, got suspended again. So <clears throat> so that is all I have for sports this week. So I'm ready to hit a line and get the fuck out of here if you want. Well, the just one quick thing before we leave, what? even more important than everything you just talked about. <laughs> Is the fucking draft is coming up soon? Oh yeah, for yeah. Fantasy league yeah. on the twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. I will fucking be there. Good. I may be a dirty, smelly mess because right. we're also I have my uh, scouting trip out east that week, and I'm leaving on like Thursday night. Oh. Coming, but I'm gonna hit the road Saturday night. And we're coming back. Okay. Sunday, so we should be back in time for that. We'll have a nice, healthy meal for you there. So there will be lots of protein, lots of. So you know what my one favorite food is to eat when i'm on any kind of backpacking or anything is jerky yeah i always buy this giant fucking bag and i can't remember the name of the brand but i always buy the same brand of peppered jerky and i buy like two bags of them motherfuckers so that's like 40 dollars worth of jerky yeah hell yeah and i will live off of that shit for days well i'm gonna make uh two of those london broils oh and so those will be all fucking you know they'll be sitting last time i did it i let it sit for five days that was the way to be. A five-day London broil was the way to be. In the marinade for five days. 
So it'll be fire, Ooh. and we'll have two fat ones grilled up. Five days. Yeah. That's healthy. Yeah, bro. That's just going to be good. It was real. Flipping it twice a day, you know, <laughs> making sure everything is fucking. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Getting excited. Yep. Word. So with that, you know, I don't, I apologize if I'm out of line here, but are you in gay porn? Hard maybe. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.